0: Welcome, welcome everyone to another episode of the Unita Horror Podcast. We're back, we're crude, we're rude, but me and Nick literally have the worst gremlins imaginable right now, and I don't
1: even know if this is going to work, but we're here, Nick. We're yeah, here. we're here, and uh, I think everybody listening right now, after like two seconds of me talking, is like, holy shit, no popping and cutting out. So we're already off to a better start, guys. Amen. Uh, Nick, dude.
0: We're doing Jason X tonight, but we have awesome guests. First of all, we got Brandon returning for maybe his third or fourth time. Brandon, how are you?
2: Good. Yourself? Thanks for having me back. How are you guys doing tonight?
0: I'm actually not doing good. If you want me to, if you want me to tell you why, <laughs> I mean, we can, we can get into it. Uh, tell me why. I have to no, know the no. details. No, you don't. No, you don't. But mm. no, for real, thank you for being here, Brandon. And uh, for the first time on the show, we've got uh, Lauren Dixon, Visited by Voices, one author. Dude, thank you for being here tonight.
3: Oh, that's it's my pleasure. I love this fucking movie.
0: Yes, man. I, go ahead.
3: What you it is, for me? But I will say, it's a ridiculously cold in Jersey at, at this point. So it's like I have a house coat on. You can't see it because I kept the lights low. So I don't look like
1: a complete slob on your show. But it is frigging cold. Yeah, it's uh, 26 and snowing here. So, yeah, I, I hear you. Brandon and Christian don't know what that's like. See, Brandon's in Florida and Christian's in Louisiana. They got no Thank idea. Thank
2: God. Thank God for that.
1: Southern boys.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: <clears throat> uh, Lauren, I didn't realize, like, I connected to you in a way before ever meeting you. Because back in a decade ago, I, I found the website FridayThe13thFranchise.com. And I love the site still to this day. And I was reading your autopsy reports on the storytelling autopsies on the website at the time. I didn't realize that was obviously you or I didn't remember the titles storytelling autopsies, but for those that aren't aware that website, Friday, the 13th franchise.com. If you're a Friday, the 13th fan, it's a premier site run by Jason Parker Dude, tell me how that relationship started with you and Jason and writing on the site back then.
3: So there was a, I'm not going to name the site because there's some controversy that uh, appeared at a certain point, um, but there was a site before Jason started his own site that was that revolved around Friday Thirteenth, and it was as close as there's ever been to an official Friday Thirteenth uh, web presence. And I, I, I was on the boards always on that uh, that channel, and Jason was one of the um, founders of that. And um, at a certain point, he broke away when a bunch of crap went down. And, you know, it was the early days of of really um, modern websites, I guess, Um, because we're not talking GeoCities, you know, here, but we're talking not long after Amazon launched. And um, so I I followed him over to his site, which was very embryonic, but he tried to have all the features of the the previous site. And one thing he did is he opened up the forum, and uh, there was – I don't remember – who in the discussion started it, but someone asked, what do you think the best film is and why? And I just glibly said the first because it's the one with, that has the most substance to it. And I got attacked for that because obviously the Friday fans are all, you know, very opinionated. Um, perhaps not as, many as, as much as some other um, franchises, but pretty opinionated, just the same. So I, I decided to lay out why the first film kind of worked from a storytelling perspective for me better than the sequels and it turned into what i titled uh fire to the storytelling autopsy and it was literally one of the most popular articles on the site at that time and it had a lot of discussion around it um and what happened is jason just decided he wanted it on the site itself because it had gotten so much uh so much read you know so many clicks so he migrated it onto the site as an actual article and then it did even better as an actual article. So he he said, "Do you want to do the rest of the series?" And um, initially, I thought no, but then I realized as a writer that I couldn't I couldn't really do that. If, if you get any publisher of any size or stature that says they want your work, you're just an idiot if you don't do it. So I did it for the series, which is tough because there are there are installments that don't. There's not much to say about you know as from a, from a. Uh, storytelling a that is a literary perspective this this, you know i mean I, I i love some of the movies that there's very little to say about but jesus man you, you have to really stretch so.
0: yeah i love going back i go back and read them sometimes which i have to imagine is the best compliment you can give a writer right just you think you read something once but i like to go back and because you get them you get so submerged in the in the dialogue of it all. And I just visualize everything as you break it down. They're, they're great. I loved them. I think I was actually reading them in real time too, as they were coming out. Well, that, that's,
3: that's, that's amazing. Cause it's like, I love knowing that you actually, reach people. Um, I will say I do, I, I get a message about, I would say on Twitter, I get a message about that series of articles, at least once a month from right. someone who, who searches me down and requests to, to either either befriends me and gets me to friend them back or, you know, just blind messages me because I you actually can. You don't have to be... Uh, I don't have to follow you to, to message me. Um, uh, And I try and respond to people because, you know, the more interaction with it. The more dialogue we have in this community, the better we are But off. That's the main appeal I have. You know, right. I, if, if we're not talking about the stuff we love, we're in trouble. Right. And that's kind of... It's so interesting... And I'll, I won't monopolize, I promise. But it's really interesting to me that, like, Jason X is probably the least discussed of the Friday Thirteens. if you want to really get down to it. It's usually d- just dismissed, and there's a handful of us that love it, but we have no one to talk to. And it's ridiculous. You can find more people who want to talk about the remake or Freddy vs. Jason than this film. And I think that's a damn shame.
0: So. Well, we'll do. we are here to make some noise on this film. Uh Nick are you excited about this man? I think this is actually going to be like a really fun
1: watchable. I <clears throat> uh, no, yeah, I am. I I haven't watched this movie in years. Um I and I, I do really enjoy the movie. I I had a weird relationship with this movie. I've talked about this on the podcast before when I was a kid, I loved it. I watched it I mean I beat that VH, no, VHS, the DVD to death. I was watching it all the time and then my teenage years I became kind of a pompous ass I guess and was like that movie's trash (laughs) and then like as I got older I was like no it's not this movie fucking rules so like I've had a really weird relationship with it but like from the beginning I always loved this movie so I'm glad to finally be back in that camp of being like yeah I like Jason X and I don't give a shit so yeah I'm excited I I don't know why I haven't watched it in a few years it's just I guess it's different for me. Like in the summertime, I'll watch some Friday movies, but like Jason X isn't one I'm going to because it doesn't give me a lot of those summer vibes and stuff. It's almost like, what's the best time of year to watch this movie? You know, like I don't know. I'm weird like that. Like times of year, I have certain movies that I watch and uh, Jason X doesn't really fit there. I guess that's part of the charm too. It's just you can watch it whenever, wherever. So yeah, I'm excited. So you
0: liked it, but at a certain point, you you felt like you didn't
1: want to say you liked it on the internet because no, no, it wasn't that. I, I tried to convince myself, I guess, that I didn't like it because I, the you know once the internet really became big and you know you guys were talking about Friday the Thirteenth franchise dot com. I was uh, I was uh, the, the, I had the slasher status on HalloweenMessageBoards.com dot uh, com or right. the Halloween message board. So like I had been on there and posted thousands of times like. And horror fans, and in, in a, like, general, fucking hated this movie. Like, they railed this movie, this, this movie sucked. So, as I was getting older, I was like, yeah, 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 this movie fucking sucks. I totally agree. I think I just didn't, like, I wanted to, like, agree with everyone. And then, as I got older, I, as you can see now, I'm like, I don't give a shit. Like, I love Halloween 5, I, <laughs> Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, like, fucking Jason X, like... Uh, Friday Five, like a lot of the bastard children in these franchises, I just proudly love. I, I still can't get, get get there with Freddy's Dead, Christian, but uh, yeah, Jason X is definitely one of them. Oh well,
0: Jason X is much better than Freddy's Dead. There's no yeah. denying that. Um, Brandon, dude, tell me about mm-hmm. Jason X. Day one fan, where you at, dude?
2: Oh, day one fan. Uh, I love Jason X. Um, it's one mm-hmm. of those weird movies that it, it gets better for me every year. You know what I mean? Every time I watch it, I find something new. And um I don't know man, I just I just love this movie to death. And it's weird because whereas Jason Goes to Hell, I despised that movie for probably the first twenty years it was out. It wasn't until twenty fourteen or fifteen that I finally started coming around to it. And now I love Jason Goes to Hell. But Jason X, man, that movie I've loved it since the first time I watched it. it gets better every time I see it. And I wanna-
0: I want to talk about Jason X a little bit, like just for the people. I'll let you finish, Brandon. I'm sorry. Brandon's already asking. Like Lauren has this thing about him. I don't know what the fuck it is, but people love to just ask Lauren questions. Brandon literally just meets Lauren and he's like, all right, Lauren, dude, I've got to ask you about Jason goes to hell. And I want us to get into that. But, um, I just want to say, yeah, I'm ready to talk about Jason Goes to Hell, but I don't think we're going to talk about it in a positive light because there's shit I want to get into as I've been reading books on this movie, on these movies that has to do with Jason Goes to Hell and stuff. But I'm just saying it so I make sure it does happen because if not, I'll forget about it. But continue, continue, Brandon.
2: I was just going to say that Jason X, um, I feel like a lot of people who do like the movie have this attitude that it's so bad it's good. And I will give you that it's it's cheesy, it's hokey, it embraces its B movie status to the fullest extent, but I don't think it's so bad. It's good. I think it's just a good slasher movie that happens to be cheesy and hokey. It's not so bad. It's good. It's just it's just fucking good. You all know right, I mean? you know what Stop. Jason
3: X is? You know what Jason? Just you want to cut out all the noise? Good. It's the best Roger Corman exploitation film that Roger Corman never made.
0: You damn right.
3: That's really all it
0: is. You're a thousand percent right. So let me ask you this. Obviously, I know Warren's answer, and I'm sure Nick Nick's not a big Jason Goes to Hell fan either. So he's going to say this. But Brandon, what about you? Jason X or Jason Goes to Hell? Which one's, which one's higher?
2: It's Jason X by far. Right, right. I love Jason Goes to Hell now, but Jason X is always going to be way above <laughs> Jason Goes to Hell.
0: I don't understand why people don't like don't like it to be honest with you. It's, it's like it's not I don't it's not that I necessarily need to change people's mind, but when I hear people say it's stupid, the acting's bad, blah blah blah, I'm like, I said the joke kind of on you. Do you not get it? Like they they know what they're doing here. They're 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 making a space movie." Like, what do you what do you think's going on? Like did you think so- they were
1: you know <laughs> the, the, the thing—the thing I can't get behind with this movie is people saying they don't like the look of Uber Jason. You're fucking lying to yourself. Like I am so Phenomenal. sorry. Like Phenomenal. people, the, the the thing I always hear is like, well, you know, it's budgetary reasons and blah blah blah. Like they couldn't really realize Uber Jason like they wanted to, and I'm like, dude, I don't care who you are. Yeah, fuck yeah. Look at that. That's when awesome. I saw that thing for the first time as a kid, I was like, this is fucking awesome. Like, yeah, he would I got whoop the. the t- t- look at it. He'd thing. whoop the Terminator's ass. Oh, I do has, kind have, of that, um Lauren, is that one snap? Does that have this,
0: the magnetic magnetic snap?
3: It sure does. Oh my
1: god.
2: Wow, look is that from fiberglass masks?
3: Uh it is not. It is from
2: Darb Designs. Nice, nice.
0: That's amazing.
2: I've got the, the dollar. Machete, but...
0: Yeah, I've got the dollar general version of that I got from uh Scarefest. Mine's not bad though. I got mine over not... there, but that one you have is that the real
2: deal. Do you guys think that if Jason X had been the dark brooding aliens type film that the director set out to make originally, do you think it would have been as good today if it had been that serious space movie that he wanted to make?
1: I don't. I don't think it would work for Jason. I think the only way to put Jason in space and shit was this way. Like this, this works. I feel like if, I feel like if they did that, this movie would be looked at like Halloween ends is being looked at right now. It's like, Maybe that'd be a good idea in a different universe or whatever, but not with this fucking character, not this way. You know what I mean? So, no, I think it would have turned the fan base off.
0: I'm going to answer... I'm going to give you Lauren's answer right now. I already know. know. You know it? No, no, it's, it's very simple. It's all in the writing. Is that true?
3: Well, it is true, but this is also a movie... You know, it's a movie that... I think we've lost perspective on this. I mean, you might like... Uh, the later sequels, right? But they're really a different franchise than the first four movies. We got we got to face that. They're, the first four are, you know, uh, blood and uh, blood and uh, stalking serious horror films. The third film maybe less than the, the, the ones around it, but they haven't tried to be scary in any serious sense at that point since the fourth film. So. The difference is something like New Blood, I don't know, half-heartedly still thinks it's a scary movie. <laughs> this, this just says, okay, let's just have some fun because it's right. ne- we're not going back there. We know we can't get back there. So why don't we just go balls to the wall, go as insane right. as possible. Every frame of this film is going to look like a 1950s uh, you know, science fiction magazine cover, and that's what we're going to do. What? Right. What I think, you you, you had mentioned that uh, you hate when people say that they hate the look of Uber Jason. I hate when people say they think this movie looks cheap. I don't know what they're watching. Me neither. Because this movie does not look any cheaper than the fucking Star Wars movies. Honestly. In fact, it looks probably more realistic
1: because at least they built shit. You know, to your point, Lauren, I wonder if that's why I'm not uh, I don't I wonder if that's why the remake has never really done anything for me, because it was the first movie since part four that was like, let's try to be a little more serious and scary with Jason again. And I was like, not only did I feel like they didn't deliver in that because I didn't feel it was scary at all. But I was also like, you kind of lose the charm of Friday. Like, I I don't know. You kind of to me, you kind of lost your way. Like, it, it's supposed to be hokier a little bit. And <laughs> uh, I feel like the remake didn't have that. And I, you can like the remake for other reasons, like Jason's badass. Like, it's, it's very slick and polished, like good kills and everything. Yeah, for sure. But, like, I guess I just didn't want that from Friday. I don't know. Maybe that's... Because I've never really been able to pinpoint why I don't like the remake that much. But maybe that is it. I, I think
3: that 12-minute opening...
1: It's phenomenal.
3: It, and that actually works for everything they were trying to do for the whole film. Like, it is mm-hmm. scary, and it is... The, I remember being in the theater set with the remake, and when they went into Crystal Lake, and they went into the cab Jason's cabin, which is something we've never seen before, like, his, his, when he was a counselor, where he, like, was. When he was not a counselor, when he was a like a camper. Um, I remember feeling actually like, oh, my God, I'm a little bit on edge in a Friday the Thirteenth film, now it, it, bizarre. Um, unfortunately, after the title sequence, it becomes a lot less successful with what it's doing. Um, I still think the remake gets a bad rap sometimes. Um, it's certainly better than some of the later Paramount sequels, and um, I, I'd probably put it above "Goes to Hell" um, ultimately. But it is not; it's not a top. It's not n- nearly at the top of my list either so
2: yeah uh, going back to your point when you said people say it looks bad, I feel like a lot of people are confusing their opinions where their their expectation was that it should look dark and gritty and like aliens and like it looks too bright and sci-fi channel I think that's a, a, the mistake a lot of people make they say oh it looks terrible I think they what they really mean is it just looks too Bright and friendly versus dark and gritty, and you know, a lot of shadows, contrast. Did, did they
3: miss the dialogue? I think this so. Is, this is not a dark movie. It's a, no, it's, it's, it, it's so weird that there's murders galore in it, including some of the most violent of the series, but it is lighthearted. It is not a mean movie at all.
2: That's why I'm so curious because even the director, um, it's on gonna the come on, around. I think it's on the special around. features, he talked yeah. about he lamented that he didn't get to film that dark movie. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah. didn't expect the sets to look like that.
3: We have Alien and Alien Three. We don't need this film to be dark and mean. Right. We no. don't. I, I, maybe it could have worked, but
1: I'm I'm so overjoyed with the movie we got that, uh, you know, it, it worked the way it should have. Well, I mean, speaking of which, Christian, you want to hit play on this bad boy and let's get this shit rolling?
0: Yeah, we'll get started. Then we'll get our BS. BSing going on, so because okay, we can honestly,
1: still BS while we're watching it.
0: Right, right, right. All right, all right. Here we go, guys. Three, two, one. Let's go to space. Uh, I just want to say I am watching on my favorite set, my uh, tin set. I love this set, man. I, I, as more as time goes by, I still. This is the set I go to. I don't know what to tell you. I fucking love it.
3: Ah, because the color timing's right on the movies? That's amazing.
0: It it really is. I, yeah. I noticed that I used to, I would go, when I first got the the Friday, the, the Screen Factory box set, I would go back and forth because they did 2K, I don't know mm-hmm. what you call it, because Sean said that they shot the shot it on film, but they digitized it, the entire film, and then gave it to the special effects people, and they were mm-hmm. like, what the fuck is this? You've given us a, a, a digitized what, what is, because that was new technology at the time, which I love that Sean was involved with moving forward to that kind of stuff, but I don't know what they remastered exactly for the uh, new box set, but I do like the way it looks on this version. I really do. I'm not bullshitting. Uh, but yeah.
3: That's, that's, that whole set from Scream is just filled with problems. <laughs>
0: I think if you get it now, at least you get some of the stuff that was fixed. No, time. I'm not even. I'm
3: not even talking about the the stuff that was just missing, you know, or uh, it just it's it's a really really it, it's very much mastered for people with high def 4K televisions rather than mastered to what the movie should look like. And a lot of people are cool with that because they they're getting the most out of their televisions, but it's not what the movie should look like. So.
0: All right, so, Lauren, let me ask you this real quick because I don't know. I don't think Nick got, got this or Brandon. Uh, when I reviewed the hot Friday the 13th 4K, my comments were flooded with angry people. Mm-hmm. Horrible comments. F this release. This looks terrible. Yada, yada, blah, blah. I, I tweaked it a little bit, but I, I was happy with it. Uh, you were happy with it. Uh, sure. your thought, you, you think people are, this is like, I think you called it, we're in the goddamn computer generation. Everything looks like a bubbly video game and they're getting confused with what the film really probably looked like back in 1980.
3: So I've seen the original Friday the 13th, um, probably about every way you possibly could see the film. I've seen it on laser disc. I've seen it on VHS. I've seen theatrical repositories, showings of it at least eight times. Um, from both original prints and newly struck prints, it's a dark movie. Get over it, people. When you artificially lighten the film to, to have more detail, you lose part of what the movie is. It is dark and nightmarish and moody and angsty. And to make it look like a first-person video game, to make it look like the video game they called Friday the 13th, is a big mistake. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there is, listen, it's... This is going to sound cheeky, and I'm sorry for that, but I have I have a list of top 25 horror films of all time that I keep maintain all the time just to keep myself honest. And it does change here and there. Right now, the original film sits at my 13th favorite film. Now, it's a coincidence. It falls where it falls. But it's one of my very favorite films. Right. And it's funny because, again, it's rare to find people, Friday fans, that will consider the original to be their favorite. And I'm not criticizing that. Everyone can have their own opinions. You know. Most of the opinions aren't wrong. But I will say that because there's so few people who love the original as much as a handful of us do, I think a lot of people just want it to look like something that was shot yesterday and digitally edited. Right. But then the criticism was full circle because then they look at Jason X, which was digitally edited, which is bright and looks unbelievable on the 4K screens and modern. And they say it looks cheap and, and thin. So you can't win. It's just how people feel about the movies themselves. Is they project onto everything. But no, that, that 4K disc for Paramount I think is the best transfer. I think it's the best way to watch the film that's ever been released. Um, even above a, a, a 35 millimeter print at this point because all those prints are faded. And the last time the film was actually struck new for new prints was about nine years ago. And it's a well-circulated Print that no one has the ability to show anymore, basically, except for like your Alamo draft houses. So, at this point, pick up that 4K disc and, and spin it when you want the original, because that is the way to do it. You know, I feel The, the Scream disc is probably the last place you should look for that movie.
0: Well, <laughs> uh, you know, we did a we did a uh, we did a ranking on the looks of Jason on the podcast a while back. Brandon, you were there with us.
2: I, was I don't
0: did did you not have the look of J I d did, did you did you like Uber Jason better? I think I did too. I prefer the look of Uber Jason rather than regular Jason. Oh, shout out David Cronenberg, obviously.
2: Uh oh
0: yeah. How do you not love the fact that David Cronenberg's Jason X? Uh well,
3: his director of photography for many films directed the movie, so
0: Yeah. Rest in peace, Jim Isaac, man. Yep. Um but yeah, Jason X, the look. Are you guys cool with the look of Jason in this one? Do you think it just is what it is or I mean
2: I'm I not a huge fan of human Jason. I think I like Uber Jason, but I'm not the biggest fan of human Jason.
0: I, I like these nasty looking, you know, it's I, pretty rough.
2: I think he has I'm, too much hair and I don't, like, I don't like the the nose of the mask. I think it's a little bit too pointed. The
0: nose is very different. I mean, the mask itself is shaped differently, for sure.
3: I've always interpreted it as a very conscious choice. Like, they're suggesting that we missed a bunch of stories, right? That between wherever this takes... Whatever the previous film chronologically is to this, because I'm not entirely sure that's Jason Goes to Hell, but we've missed a bunch of stories. A lot has happened. It's not the same mask as it was. At some point, this is a different mask. We just haven't got those stories, it's right. kind of acknowledging that, like, there's a wider universe of stories that we didn't get, and I kind of like that. And I, as far as the hair thing, it's part of the, the um, it's part of the lore in this film made explicit finally that he regrows uh, destroyed tissue. You know, I mean, it kind of just brings it back to the second film and, and the hair on Jason in the second film, and kind of like putting it all together. It's like Jason is the kind of like a cancer cell that's growing and mutating. I kind of dig that, um, and I just like that it's not. If we had just got the look of Jason from Part Seven again, for instance, we've done it. Right. I don't know. This is far from the worst look of Jason in the series. So
0: I yeah, it's. I like it. I like it. Every time I see it, I'm like, no, no. I liked it better than I thought I did. Um, now that like. The only thing about it, and I'm not, it works for the movie. I I actually think this is one of Kane's, I'd I'd put this below in terms of his performance. I'd put it behind, actually, it may be his best Jason performance, if I'm being honest. I actually think he looks like he's having the most fun in this one, quite frankly. And he gets to do more, and um, this might, I actually think this might be Kane's best movie, now that I think about it.
3: He has the most to do in it.
0: Yeah, for sure. I like the way he looks in part seven. Absolutely. And I like the way he looks in eight. But I think in this one it's just like he's a badass in this one. I think he got to finally realize his his portrayal the most in this one and, and let loose and have fun. But um I don't know. I just love this movie. Uh but what were you going to ask, Brandon? Do you remember earlier, what were you going to ask about Jason Goes to Hell? Because I, I, I actually want to talk about Jason Goes to Hell in some form or capacity. I
2: feel, like, I feel like Jason X and Jason Goes to Hell are grouped together in a lot of conversation about Friday the 13th and the later movies in the series. Yeah. So, Laura, what is your opinion on Jason Goes to Hell? If you like Jason X, I know a lot of people love this movie and hate Jason Goes to Hell or vice versa. So what do you think of um, The Final Friday?
3: I've always liked the movie. I've always also known that it has big problems, right? I mean, it just has problems. And it's not that it's a hidden clone. That's the problem. Um, It's really that it was in creating a backstory where a backstory didn't need to be. It wasn't giving... It was intentionally not giving the audience what it wanted, which can be fine. That can work. Because it is a big... If you were in the theater when Jason jumped out of the floorboards, fully reborn as Jason, every theater in America that played that scene on opening night erupted like you've never seen. Everyone was so happy. It was a big moment. And that whole movie made to pay it off. I like it for what it is. Um, I will say I, I've, I've cooled on it over the years because I was actually used to be one of a kind of a lone voice that was like, nah, it's cool. Just, just think of it as something besides a, a Friday and, it comes, and you're fine. But now there's stuff about it that the the pacing is really weird in that movie um the dialogue seems mostly improvised if you're actually like <laughs> it's it's weirdly even the performances are all over the place uh john de is good but good as as far as I'll go with it like he's he's there's something missing from every scene in that movie it feels like just mm-hmm. um the special effect sequences, as, as, as impressive as they are, all look like what they were, which is second unit shots. They don't mm-hmm. integrate into the film particularly well. Um, that said, it's bold, it's crazy, it's as punk rock as cinema gets. There's a lot to love about it.
2: Yeah, right. I um, I saw that in theaters with my mom and her boyfriend at the time when it came out. And I remember the sequence, the opening of the film where Jason gets blown up, I remember turning to my mom and asking if it was over because the credits were playing. I was like, how could they have blown up Jason and there's still being... I just couldn't fathom this concept as a kid. <clears throat> but there was still a whole other movie to watch after that point.
0: Nick don't like Jason X. Jason goes to hell, I mean. Nope. you don't like it.
2: I mean, I hated it for a good 20 years. And then I realized I actually loved it. And I, and I, Nick, I, like, I like Do you not think
0: of- it's... Do you not think it's funny, Nick? Or is it, I mean, it, it's not as simple as, it's not Jason in the movie. Is it, it just, it just doesn't work for you? Is it?
1: No, it, yeah, it's it's not just that. I mean, like, again, I'd be a hypocrite if that were my reason. Because there are movies in these ten-pole franchises that have very little of the, uh, you know, the the antagonists, and I love them. Uh, there's right. one that just just came out last month. So, um, but it's it's more or less for me, like, I just didn't find it compelling. I just didn't find it interesting that, and maybe like Lauren makes a good point. The pacing is wacky in that movie. Like it, it is, it is, it, it just doesn't feel coherent now. Like the end of the movie, like I like the opening, the, 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 you know, the chick in the shower. That's great. Um, then blowing up Jason and him screaming, um, that, you know, good stuff. But, um, and then the final act, you know, I like when Jason comes up through the floorboards and you get that little Kendarian dagger Easter egg and all that, like that stuff's cool. But like everything in between is just kind of like, it's like a bread sandwich. It's like, you know, nice, nice piece of bread, nice piece of bread on the other end. And but there's nothing in it. It's just, it's just eating bread.
2: Nick, would you have liked it better if we had just followed Creighton Duke's character the whole film versus See, these is, other side characters? This and an unpo- would if Creighton Duke was Tommy Jarvis, would that have this been a, as well?
1: This is an unpopular opinion because I'm not a big fan of Creighton Duke. I'm just I am I'm, I'm not. I know a lot of people are. That's like blasphemous to say. I just I he I know he's over the top for over the top's sake, but like it's just like I don't know. I mean, maybe, like, I can't say <clears throat> no because right. who knows? I mean, maybe if they would have gone full bore with that, like yeah then maybe maybe i would have maybe i would have grown to like him more but it's like that's part of my problem with the movie is that it feels like he's placed in there at weird times to give like weird line readings and then like disappear and you're just kind of like if you're gonna do this do it like just get fucking weird like so i don't know it it, so yeah i guess the at the end of the day it's it's the pacing it's feels like a lot of filler there was cool ideas there but i know christian
3: has read a lot about all these films i had to, so he might echo this in a second but during the um development there was a point where creighton duke was going to be blamed for all the murders and all his quirky behavior beforehand was supposed to be a was a tell that there was something not not right about him so that people there would be a logical place for them to go the for the authorities to go with it and that's why they attack on the police station the ter- you know the terminator scene um was supposed to be such a big revelation moment. Cause it's basically, it basically is just the Terminator scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, I, I, I really like Steven Williams as an actor. And I think some of the lines are really iconic. Character doesn't really work though. I mean, if we're being on like everything in that film, there's just something a little bit missing.
0: Um, I, you know, I think there's probably like 50 minutes, uh, of footage that had, it was exile. And uh, I was reading there's this great book, this t- slash of the Titans and they chronicalize it from 1989, 88 till, till now and I'm still I'm still reading and I'm learning a lot. and it's funny because when I bought that book, Lauren said, dude, you're gonna read about some shitty scripts And I'm thinking myself. So part of me is like, ah oh, you know Lauren, don't worry about a Christian you know And like no, I have not all these scripts suck. Half of them make the millennium a big part of the story and it's, it's pretty, it's pretty bad, but interestingly enough, one of the reasons we got Jason goes to hell was because new line had a big success with Freddy's dead. And so they said, okay, well we've got, they, well they did financially. They, they, actually no, I, I know they job. did. It's just, it's just always been wild to me. Like I, I know. So when that happened, new line said, Oh, well, these properties individually still have some, some guff to them. But if we, if we, if we, if we show these characters, Hey, this is the last one, get ready. We don't, we can kind of stop gap and kind of pay for the production of Freddie versus Jason. So that's why the final Friday, Jason goes to hell was brought into the swing of things. Um, And everybody knows now that Adam got the job. You know, we have, like I said, we have a very educated audience. So I never, I really don't like being the guy that's like, okay, blah, blah. But the dude, the dude wasn't ready. He got the job as a, as a, as a gift because (laughs) Sean took the script that he wrote and sold it for millions to Disney. (laughs) Fucking, I love Sean Cunningham so much. So you guys know about that damn My Boyfriend's Back thing turned into the... the, the Adam wrote I mean, that it's, movie. It's
3: completely unrecognizable from what he wrote, but whatever. Right.
0: <laughs> Sean made a killing off of it. So he gave him the movie. But as I was reading about... They didn't go into super in-depth about Jason Goes to Hell, but... And I I I don't dislike Adam Marcus at all, but I, I, I got to be a little bit honest with myself. I think if he ever got to release this cut of Jason goes to hell that he's talking about the reception would more than likely be a little lukewarm than hot. I think Sean probably said this, just this movie just doesn't work. Cause I think he said his first cut of the movie was like over two hours long and they chopped out a lot of stuff. So there's a lot of character exposition that is beyond exile that, that, that the, 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 some of the stuff we're talking about, it's just gone. It's completely gone.
2: Yeah, you know it's kind of. I've talked to Adam a lot on the. He's on a. He's on the Jason. There's a Jason Goes to Hell documentary he's making, and there's a Facebook group where you can interact with Adam directly a lot. And I've talked to him a lot about Sean, and you know there's the back and forth between those two about what really went down with Jason Goes to Hell, and it kind of sucks because Adam seems like a cool guy, and Sean is one of my heroes, but somebody is lying about the way that went down. Jason goes to hell. You know, you know, like the hockey mask, get the hockey mask out of the movie. Like Sean denies saying that Adam is still adamant that he said that. So it's like, who's telling the truth? Or are you guys both kind of flubbing? Or did you guys both interpret each other wrong? You know what I mean? Like, was there a big misunderstanding? What happened? I don't think we're ever going to know for sure.
0: Well, I... go ahead, Lauren.
3: Look at the movie that resulted. I, that, that's what I always tell everyone. Like, like a director is a manager. If you think about it, like, like a, a convenience store, right? The manager has to go to the front end, and make sure the registers are ringing in properly. And everyone's trained to do their job. He has to go back to the, the hot food department, make sure everyone's cooking up the food, right? He has to make sure the gas pumps are running. That's what a director actually does. We like to think of the director as the guy who's walking, uh, just like framing things with his hand and, and then setting up the camera. Very small part of the job. The job's way bigger than that. The producer's job is to handle all the logistics that get you onto stage. Make sure all the properties are rented, all the insurance is in place, all the actors have the transportation. Now, they have their people that help them do that, but they're ultimately responsible for that. Truth is, the movie's a mess. And that's in its final, glossed-over form. He had a director who wasn't ready. Christian's 100% ready. He was too young. He was too inexperienced. Um, did Sean want to make major changes to the franchise? Yeah, because Jason Takes Manhattan had just failed spectacularly and almost killed something he was, had been making tons of money off for many, many years. So yeah, he wanted to make major changes. Did he say get that mask off, Jason? You know what? I don't even think that's necessarily a bad idea. The hockey mask shouldn't be the character. Um, is it the marketing logo? Sure. But if the fans are that concerned about a hockey mask, I don't know. That's The lack of a hockey mask is not the problem <laughs> with Jason Goes to Hell. Out. At all. So, I mean, my take is you had a producer who probably gave too much leniency to a director who was not ready for the job, then took the project away from him, tried to cobble
2: together the best salvageable film he could,
3: and they released it and it made
2: money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was 23, I think. I'm thinking back to when I was 23. I couldn't, I could have, had not have handled a, you know, being a captain of a ship like that at 23 years old. Like, that must have been intense. Like, the most intense thing you could do. You're at 23, come well, on.
3: Even a lower budget film, because this mm-hmm. isn't, I wouldn't call this low budget. I, I Jason was just going to tell actually truly low budget. Because right. there's there was enough money to get everything done, mm-hmm. um, and it wasn't like local dentists putting up the money. But you're still talking about probably having 300 employees under you. You know, I mean, count the credits if you, you know, disagree. But um, almost all those people fall under the director's control. It's a big responsibility. He just wasn't ready. I think it's in the final result. Is there great stuff in the movie? Sure there is. Did, did the art department come through in a lot of ways in a lot of places? Oh, yeah. But it doesn't hold together as a piece. Um, I mean, listen, we're kind of. Ba- I, it sounds like I'm bashing the movie unfairly. I like the no. movie, now, and, I, and I, I've been a longer-time defender of it, actually. Right. Mm. Until a few years ago, it was still the most hated of the franchise, which was yep. never my position. Um. I, I'm one of those guys that still just will go to war saying the fifth film is the worst in the franchise, and I, you can all disagree with me. That's cool. But it's it's not a particularly good production, and you can see the problem. You can see that the actors are all over the place. Some of them are, are acting as if this is a serious drama, like Aaron Gray is taking it dead serious, <laughs>
0: and... You
3: know, uh, other actors I, are can act as goofy as it gets. It's, yeah,
1: it's the diner,
0: overplayed. the diner woman is. I want more. I wanted more diner. The, um, I wanted the movie to revolve around the diner. For the film. You know, That's the actor
3: who played uh, her husband in the film just died. Yep. Yeah,
0: somebody posted yeah. that. God damn, we're losing everybody.
2: Yeah. Uh, Leslie I, Jones, is his name, right? Leslie Jones. Yep. Yes. Leslie Jones. Yeah.
3: I didn't have it at the tip of my tongue because I've been away way too long.
2: Here's a question for you guys. Do you guys prefer the look of melted, toxic waste Jason from Jason Goes to Hell or human Jason from Jason Exmoor? Which look do you prefer?
0: I Man, I got a soft spot for jack-o'-lantern face, Jason takes Minette and Jason.
2: Oh, that's my favorite it. look.
0: I got such a soft spot for it. <laughs> when he yells like a pig or something.
3: I can just remember people laughing out loud in the theater but they Which, were... it's it's not it's not even people don't I, I don't understand how people don't get this. That wasn't even a makeup effect on Kane. that was a fucking puppet. it was right. yep, and it looks like it
2: <laughs> that shit that's sh- I still find something really creepy about that design, especially when you see him staggering down the sewer from like you know that wide shot of him far away. I, there's something really freaky about that makeup. Nobody else likes it. There's something like it. incredibly freaky about that makeup.
0: I love My favorite character in this movie is this guy right here. So this old man who obviously has some kind of computer screen above his head. He's in bed. He's just pissed off. He's annoyed. I fucking love this guy so much. So, so you recognize him from Scanners, right? Yeah. That. Yes, yes. What's yeah. his name, though? Uh, the actor? Uh, um, I again, know. His, I've been awake too yeah.
3: long. And again, this was a David Cronenberg favor called in right here.
0: It's so... It's just... He's such an aggravated pissed off. And I love the This is the teacher guy, too. He's just like, oh, don't. I need money. The educational experience will be enough for them. <laughs> I
3: mean, I mean, all, so, so when people criticize the acting of this film, I really don't know what the hell they're talking about because these are all professional actors for once. This is like the first Friday film that has all professional actors. Right. Um, I mean, people say things like Lara Park Lincoln is good, the seventh film. And I'm like, are, are you freaking serious? She has like some of the worst line deliveries anywhere whereas in this film everyone is genuinely good um down to the most bit players although not many bit players but they it's it's great and i've gone this far without saying Janessa out loud so cuz that's a that's an issue
0: you know the the interesting thing that i did read <clears throat> when i was doing uh slash of the titans was new line really didn't Newline really didn't mess. Like when I say Newline, what I mean is Bob Shea. and uh, I don't know if that's his wife or or the the, uh, the I forget the woman's name, the blind haired woman. She's Lynn Shea? No, not Lynn Shay. Uh,
2: that's his sister.
0: I, if you said her name, I, people know what I'm talking about. If you've watched the Never Sleep Again documentaries or whatever, you know exactly what I'm talking about. They never got involved with the production of Jason Goes to Hell. Whatsoever, they left Sean. I mean, Sean was in charge of that. So, because when you think about New Line, like we heard the horror stories that Jeff Burr dealt with on mm-hmm. to Texas Chainsaw Massacre, right? It, Bob let, let Bob let Sean deal with it. Like he it was like, and then we got the reason New Nightmare happened was because Jason Gosell was successful. So they had when they had Jason in the bag, I found that interesting. And it's almost common sense when you think about it, but it wasn't until I read it. Like we talk about why didn't Jason, Jason, Freddie versus Jason happen? Why didn't it happen? Why didn't it happen? Why didn't it happen? The, the when new line was like, why do we need to rush this? We're making money individually on these films. Why are we rushing this? That's why new nightmare happened. They, they, they got Wes involved in that and the new nightmare didn't do so well. And then they're like, okay, now we really need to start writing some scripts and just sent into madness but that's why i think you know it just didn't happen right away because it's common sense when you think about it why rush it we've got we've got jason we're gonna make we're gonna make freddie vs jason and that's it no let's make some money you know yeah i love this scene
2: it's so good
1: That should. That should. She's so uh, fucking hot. Oh, she, she does is. Is, is. Oh pretty, my god. Uh, mm.
3: I want those uh, pliers <laughs> so bad, and I know who owns them. Um, but. Oh god. You see, this is this is what I always loved about this film. It could just go there. It doesn't. It doesn't care.
0: Right.
1: It says, Let, let's have fun. Let's go to crazy places. Uh, you know, as, as much as people will shit on some of Todd Farmer's scripts, that's one thing that you can never say about that guy. Is he really doesn't pull any punches. Like his movies, if he writes a script, it is very out there. Like oh, yeah. he's just, he's just like, I don't give a shit. I, it's <laughs> this, this popped into my mind. It's going into my script. Like it's, I respect the guy for it. I mean, shit, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm.
0: I like Todd. Todd's good people. Definitely. Uh, I love I loved Todd in uh, My Bloody Valentine with his big ass. <laughs> his
2: big yeah. ass. Just <laughs> beating and
0: banging that banging head prostitute on the bed. His big bald ass.
2: <laughs> dude, he went
0: for it in My Bloody Valentine, dude. Just bare ass in that movie. Uh oh, Brandon, look at him titties
1: falling off.
2: I can't believe that was a prosthetic. You know what I mean? Like, that wasn't even real. Dude, it's
1: so underrated too when you see this. I remember being a kid when I was watching this movie and I would just be like, wow, boobs really do not hit the same without nipples. Like, they just really don't. Like, it's, it's just crazy. Yeah, it's just crazy to be like, wow, nipples make the whole thing. Weird. Yeah. Uh,
0: one thing that I did find interesting, though, um, after Rob O'Teen, which honestly, he would have been an absolute disaster for Freddy vs. Jason. I'm sorry. This guy just wanted to spend a trunkload of money on this movie uh, and Newline was right to just finally part ways with him. Right after that happened, uh, Sean, this was ninety, late 98, Sean recommended going back to a previous script that everybody kind of liked and Jim Isaac <laughs> to come in. But when Jim Isaac came in, he had a meeting with uh, Bob and a few other people, Mike DeLuca, and kind of wanted to go in a few different directions with that certain script, and they didn't like it. But Sean obviously really liked Jim, and this, obviously, this is why, uh Bubble Pie's part
1: of the reason why Jim ended up doing this movie. It's great. Can I ask you guys a question? Because, like, I'm curious about this, and maybe I'm just caught in the moment. Because, like, I know the remake cast is pretty fucking hot, too, but... Jason X has a cast of very attractive women. And, like, that's a theme throughout the Friday movies, for sure. But, like, all of these women, I'm like, wow. Wow.
3: Of course. And the thing here is, though, they also deliver good performances.
1: Yes. It's weird. Yes. Uh, it's... Because you know you they went for them for their appearance, and then they're like yeah, we need pretty girls in a Friday movie. And it's like, wow, you can act too? That's awesome. Like, so like, yeah, it's, it's, I'm genuinely impressed. They're good to look at and they're good on camera. Like they're good in their performance.
0: I just love it. This is how a chemist dresses for her day-to-day job. That's
3: that's what literally (laughs) I've been
1: thinking that, but I didn't say anything about it.
3: Well, well, wait a second. When in the future does this take place? I mean, have you been to a Walmart recently?
1: Yeah, no shit, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I
3: mean, social norms have changed.
0: Right, very. That, and thinking. we just
3: got through. We just got through what might be the most popular kill in the franchise at this point. I mean, it, oh, yeah. Then liquid nitrogen kill may have surpassed the sleeping bag murder in popularity.
0: I loved really this might shot have. too.
1: I Hell, MythBusters
3: took on that shot. They did. You're yeah. right. They did. I saw.
1: Did they, that. did they bust it or did they say it would work? They did bust it. Uh, fuck Stick them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. This this is that was one of my favorite kills in the franchise, but I still think my favorite is the sleeping bag, uh, rotisserie chicken cook in the remake. That is just chef's kiss. That that kill is so mean spirited. I I love that kill so Uh, much.
3: In in the remake, the remake also has Chewie's death with the screwdriver, which is the most protracted, (laughs) nasty thing. Oh yeah. Again, the remake the remake is frustrating
1: because there's a great film somewhere in there. I just don't think it should have been Nispel. I think Nispel said all he had to say with Texas Chainsaw Masters remake, which is a a fantastic movie in my opinion. I love that remake. And then it was like, I think Platinum Dunes was like, you did really good with that one. So why don't you tackle Friday now? But Nispel has openly talked about how he didn't really have the passion for Friday Mm -hmm. like he did for Texas Chainsaw. And it just shows. It's like there's elements here. Like you could tell like some of the powers that be had right ideas, but they didn't have the right filmmaker for the movie. It's not that he's not a good filmmaker, it's just I don't yeah. know.
2: Daniel per- Pearl said it himself, the cinematographer. He said that Naspel came back to him and he said that, you know, he think he, he his career needs that uh-huh. shot in the arm again. So I think it was just a job really. You know, it wasn't it wasn't the passion project.
1: Yeah. It made money. It did.
3: I think we could have fared a lot worse. <laughs> oh, uh, I agree. Oh, I, yeah. I, I like the remake. I Yeah, it's middle of the pack for me. I,
0: I think Derek Mears gets the job done. Did a good job. thought the look was good. I would like to have seen it more in the movie. I think it's one of the most gorgeous designs in terms of just this group nasty look. But unfortunately, you don't get to see a hell of a lot of it. But... And I like the big Jasons, man. I, I like the I like Derek. So,
1: wow, I kinda the, like this, uh, the
0: sack, I kind of like the sackhead part more. I wish that he should have been a sackhead because a sackhead was just that, fucking terrifying, dude.
3: That is that is the superior sackhead version of Jason. I
1: hate to say oh, that,
0: but the, oh yeah, of
1: course, it's pretty amazing. The closed captions on this Screen Factory Blue are not good. They're getting. <laughs> They're getting words wrong, and, like, with the theme, it's saying, ki, 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 ma, ma, ma. I'm like, what yeah. the, what the Dude, fuck? Dude, not even
0: Sean Cunningham knows that, though. So it's like, <laughs> Sean says, ma, ma, ma. No, he says, ha, ha.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: on the, on the his famous Jason documentary, which I love, because they really can't talk about too much specific stuff, because it, like, was a Anchor Bay thing. Sean Cunningham, on it goes, Ch-ch-ch. He doesn't even he doesn't even know. I just think that's hysterical.
3: Oh I don't I don't buy Manfredini's kick He'd kill ma mama story anyway though.
2: I don't know, but when when Manfredini reenacted the k- on that documentary, it sounded spot on though. You know what I mean? It sounded exactly like the fucking original uh, k- I don't I don't I don't buy it for a second.
3: I, I think it's I think it's more likely and Christian, as a musician, you'll dig it. I think it's more likely he was going through uh, work, he heard uh, some sounds, put a flanger on it, yeah. and was like, yeah, that that's what I'm going to do as my signature.
0: Sure. And he—he, he, I know that that technology is probably new, too. So he's probably just having fun with it and stumbled across something that he thought sounded cool without but question. I,
3: I, it's, 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 it's too cute, right? Oh, I'm going to use kill her mommy as... as and, but if if that was the case we'd just have heard someone say killer mommy on the on the screen. I mean it, <laughs> to me it sounds like one of those happy accidents that people are trying to make into a science project.
0: Yeah.
3: Uh, also uh, that I, uh, I love that long. kill. Oh yeah. That dude, machete that machete is so fucking badass.
0: It yeah, Darb
3: designs people who make my mask make it. But it's expensive for what it is.
0: Oh man, that yeah. I know Brandon's favorite is the beginning of Jason Takes Manhattan when the Paramount logo hits. Jason, Jesus. Jason, Jason. Oh,
2: I love that shit. I love that shit, man.
3: That's Fred Mullen going crazy. Dude.
0: Jason,
2: Jesus. Yeah, I think that was like an obvious mistake because that was when people actually thought it was ch- like a CH and then a ha sound, I think, because he was totally doing that in part eight. Where it's like that's not really the yeah. sound. Well,
3: I, I think it's closer right. to the sound. I think I, again I don't not hear kuh ma. I just don't hear it.
2: I didn't either until he reenacted it live on the t- thing. I'm like holy shit, that sounds exactly I, like it. So either he's I, flubbing I, it hard, but like remember he I, goes. Kuh. I'm like I fucking that's insane. So it know. might be a happy accident, I, but like I don't buy it. <laughs> when he redid that shit on the oh, Demetis, there he is.
1: Oh, uh, I was just checking the text message.
2: So this sequence uh, with the marines
0: yeah
3: sometime when you have a chance watch equal the equalizer the Denzel Washington movie the home depot sequence at the end in oh well no this is the I'm sorry I'm getting ahead of it when you get to the actual Jason killing the the marines sequence which is only a couple minutes off watch that and compare it the the framing of every kill to the equalizer and you realize that movie like basically storyboarded off of Jason X
0: oh my god yeah it's
3: crazy
0: it's also interesting that uh Todd farmer literally looks exactly the same today as he does right here bald guys yeah right yeah I always like the sequence I like the demon thing whatever the hell look at Jason slashing right through it
3: you know that was the that was the first still that was released from this movie um that was actually from the movie because there was a shot of Jason and the makeup from the tests but, right and so everyone looked at that monster and was there was all these theories about like it was gonna be like a pitch black type thing with there's 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 aliens on the outside and and Jason's on the inside of a spaceship and all kinds of shit and of course like it, it turns out to be just a dumb gag in the movie.
0: Oh, I bet yeah threw people off too like what the hell? Oh, my God. Um, Now, Lauren, you probably saw this at the theater. Was it an empty theater?
3: No, it was the midnight showing. The midnight showing on the Friday it came out. Um, Theater was pretty packed. Um, Obviously, it didn't stay that way for the weekend because it was a soft open. But I saw it with a crowded theater. People were doing what... They should during a Friday. They were making noises in the right place. They were cheering. They were clapping. They they were applauding the death scenes. Children that were too young shouldn't have been there were freaking out. Right. I will say the Fridays have a great track record of great theatrical experiences for me. Um, And at this point, I've seen all of the Fridays theatrically now, which is exciting. Um, Jason X was one of the best. And I saw it three times in its theatrical run. Um, certainly the first time was the only one that was anywhere near like sold out. The other right. two were basically me and like two other people in the theater. But um, I don't know. It, it, it's funny because I feel like we go to see something like a Conjuring movie and everyone just sits there and stares at the screen for two hours. You don't hear your neighbors and then they walk out in a kind of daze and people, and you hear people look at each other and go, do you like it? Yeah, it was good. Yeah. <laughs> Which tells you it's not, by the way. Yeah. If a horror film does not promote some kind of conversation coming out of it, it's not done its job.
0: Oh, Waylander? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Is the movie continuing nudging you and they go, yeah, we know. Yeah. Okay, we know.
0: Nick, I need you to see Leprechaun four. That's when he goes to space. Don't
1: don't don't do that, Nick.
0: I think he'd like it. Don't do
1: that. I intentionally avoided that movie, Christian. Why? Because I you're the only person that's ever told me that it's not that bad. It's the best in the series.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What's that to love about Leprechaun in space,
1: dude? I stopped after three. I mean, that's one of those franchises like I am shocked it went as long as it did because I've never heard a positive thing after three, and even then you don't hear positives with three much. So,
2: I think. Yeah, I think. You ever see Leprechaun in the Hood, Nick? No, I have not.
1: Dude,
0: ice T's in it. He is <laughs> ice motherfucking tea. <laughs> I love ice t Um, I think that movie was wasn't that bad. I think that those. I know the first one. Lord, did the first one have a a modest theatrical run? The first one,
3: the Leprechaun series,
0: Lep Leprechaun.
3: Yeah, the fir- the first film had a wide release. It did well. Right. It had a very conventional release. The second film, I think, had a release, and I think it it basically shit the bed, and so they right. it was video from there on and out.
0: So they were probably rental store darlings. That's why they more kept just pumping them out, like, like.
3: <laughs> well, the whole deal you got to realize is that. When VHS exploded the marketplace for home video, it changed kind of the dynamic because you'd make mo- in the past it was you made money from the theatrical, you made whatever you were bringing in internationally through a di- distribution partners, and then it was all licensing after that. And licensing was great because it continued forever, but it was dribs and drabs of money, and some of those checks would shock you. Like a, a UHF station might pay a couple hundred dollars for the rights to show your movie, right? it takes a lot of hundred you know $300 showings to make anything serious for the producers but vhs changed that because you could go you went to the stores first the video stores and then 6 months to 8 to you know 8 months maybe a year later you dropped the price and went to the consumer and you got another big hit so it mm-hmm. really added a lot of money to the pie so if you had a recognizable title and leprechaun was a recognizable title you could make a lot of those things before you started to really, uh, question whether it was worth it.
0: Oh, shit. Yeah. Nick, did you have, uh, a, a mom and pop video store did you go to, or did you have, like, a national or video or a Hollywood video or anything like that? I'm sure you had more than just a blockbuster.
1: Uh, in my town, we had, uh... Movie gallery, blockbuster, family video, and Hollywood video. Um, We're set. Yeah, we had all of them. And like, my mom's favorite was blockbuster. And like, I guess when I was a kid, it was mine too, simply just because that was the one we always went to on like Fridays to rent movies or whatever. But personally, as I got older, I became more partial to uh, movie gallery. I really liked movie gallery. I felt like their prices were really fair. And the one thing I liked that movie gallery did before blockbuster did was you could buy the mo You could buy movies there as well, not just rent them. Whereas it took blockbuster a while, at least to my knowledge, I can't remember exactly when that changed, but I remember when I was a kid at blockbuster, the only way you bought those movies is if you just didn't return them and they charged you like, all right, well you essentially bought it now. Um, that's how I got my first ever copy of Halloween Resurrection on DVD. I could not find it anywhere to buy it on DVD when I was like 11. Uh, yeah, I was like 11. <laughs> and, um, I just couldn't find it, but I found it to rent at Blockbuster and I was like, I'm just going to rent it and just not take it back. So, and I still have that edition today. It even has the little white box on the spine of it that's, that's, uh, marks the category for horror. I still, it still has it on there. So, how did that work did they did you have to like I rented it, and then uh after the you know five days or, or whatever it was they would they called me and they were like, "Hey, you know you have this outstanding release, blah blah blah, we're gonna charge you you know this much per day and then after this much, you're just gonna owe this much to like buy it and I think I ended up owing them like eight bucks or some shit and I was like, well, see here." So did you have to go back and give them cash? Did they just like take it? Through? No, I, yeah, I, yeah, I paid with a card. I always wondered if they could, uh God, everybody's leaving;
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. they're done. <laughs>
0: uh, I always figured there would be worse repercussions as a kid if you did not return your movies, though. So I guess I guess I was wrong. I, I probably should have done the same thing back then.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I went into it knowing that, man. I, I couldn't find it anywhere. I mean, obviously, it's not one of the more popular Halloween movies. So I was like, uh, I'll just buy it from Blockbuster without them knowing that I intend on buying it. So, right. yeah. I think the last family
0: video actually just shut down last
1: year. Yeah, Justin was a GM at one for like five years. And that shut down, I think, a year, a little over a year ago. Ryan, 1988? Yep. Yeah, he was a general manager at one. No kidding. Yeah, said it was his favorite job ever, and I was like, dude, I fucking bet I'd love to be surrounded by movies all day and have movies on, you know, that'd be fucking killer. Dude, did you see that they put the, sh- it got panned. The reviews are bad.
0: Uh, Netflix added a series called Blockbuster. It's like a sitcom show.
1: I saw they did, but I didn't see the reception to it.
0: I, I looked up into, I looked into it, and a lot of people were just saying, oh, man, it's bad. Like, I think the show revolves around them just trying to stay open and shit like that and do what they got to do. But, yeah, the, the reviews didn't look too kind for it. I guarantee it'll probably be a one-season-and-done and kind of thing. So Yeah,
1: yeah, Netflix has not been smart recently with their money. Uh, that's to say the least, so... I don't know how they keep they keep canceling projects that people like. And yeah, what's up then, with that? And they keep greenlighting mm-hmm. new ones that nobody fucking likes. And it's just it, like what, like what are you doing? It's so funny you mention that because yeah. I
0: actually just finally watched uh, the House, uh, the Haunting of Hill House, because I never did watch that, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. And I was, and then I, I was, I'm, I'm almost done, but I was watching, uh, the haunting of Bly Manor, which I gotta be honest, I'm liking that even more than Hill House. If I'm I like,
1: yes, I like Bly Manor better. I think it's a better story, but I think Hill House is more effective in being scary and dramatic, but I think yeah. Bly Manor is a better story.
0: But, but, but I took a break from Bly Manor just cause I was kind of, oh my God, I'm kind of burnt out on, on, uh, Flanagan stuff for a while. So I started watching anything that has to do with serial killers, in real life stuff, I, I eat it up. I'm all about it. And so Sydney was like, You should watch the show called Mindhunter because these two cops. Oh, yeah.
1: Yep. They, yeah, I
0: watched it. The, the Fincher
3: series. Yeah, it's good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm, so I'm literally addicted to the show. And I was so in Sydney. Oh, there you finish. go, Lauren. There you go, Lauren. The earpiece. Oh, yeah. Come on, so, Yeah.
3: So this is the uh, screen used. Uh, earpiece that Janessa hands to Rowan.
0: Oh my god! Where'd you get that from like some kind of auction or something?
3: Uh, not no. Although it was auctioned at a certain point, and I do have that certificate. But it was uh, gifted to me by uh, by a friend who owed me a big favor.
0: Oh goddamn!
3: Can't really discuss the situation, but it's yeah, uh, fair
0: enough.
3: It's a very prized possession. Oh. And it was in Janessa' Aid's It was in uh, Melissa Aide's ear. So there you go.
0: Very <laughs> cool. Very very cool. Oh damn. No, but yeah. I, I, but the thing that sucked, I was about Mindhunter hunter was I was telling City, I was like, I can't wait to just dive into this show because I'm loving it. And she goes, Well, you don't have too much to watch. They cancel <laughs> it after the second season. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, What the fuck, man? Like Netflix, yeah. is a, they're a mess. Netflix mm-hmm. is a, just a joke.
1: They are, but last quarter, I guess they, they posted some positive gains for the first time, like all year. So people are like, oh, maybe they're coming out of it. And it's like, maybe they are, but I also think that some of that was just from Stranger Things season four, you know, because obviously the quarter is always behind. So like, I wouldn't get too, uh, I wouldn't get too hyped up for Netflix's future prospects because they were the one that really kicked the door down in the streaming game but i feel like they've fallen behind a lot of people like they just they just have and it's a shame i i some of their originals i absolutely love like stranger things i really love the show you i fucking love you and i can't wait for the next season of that next year but and then everything that flanagan does for them like i love till house I loved Blind Manor and then Midnight Mass just took a shit on both of those. Midnight Mass is incredible. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen. It's incredible. So like but yeah, they're just they're really bad with some of that stuff. They cancel a bunch of good shit and they keep greenlighting this new shit that never catches on. And it's just kinda like, like, what are you doing? Like I don't know. I mean, it's their money, I guess. I'm not losing anything. I'm not investing in anything, so I don't give a shit, but yeah oh well did you see that they announced that they're gonna they're working with ryan murphy on two more uh monster uh series like seasons the, they just did jeffrey dahmer they're gonna do two more with him on like i guess two other very um <clears throat> they didn't say serial killers but like well known in a not so great light let people.
0: Me, you know what you know what i'm I did hear about that, Nick. And I actually, I want to ask you guys a question, Nick. Let me start with you about this. There was on not only just Twitter, but Twitter is where I see a lot of it. A lot of controversy. This net, this serial killer stuff is not new. Okay, no. but I think because of the the prolificness of this being on Netflix and. Uh, Social media being a big thing. I mean, I, I have the Dahmer DVD for the movie from 2002 where this one director made Dahmer, Gacy. He made all these low-budget movies that nobody saw. They were straight to DVD. So this is not new. But Dahmer got a lot of shit on the internet mm-hmm. about we should stop, blah, blah, blah. This is ridiculous. We're We're making these serial killers rock stars by doing this. What is your take on... And I watched the show, Dahmer. Uh, but what is y'all's take on that kind of commentary? With that it's, sort
1: of thing, it's bullshit, man. It's bullshit. I mean, I, I won't get too long-winded with it, but I'll just say this: it's a mixture of Gen Z is very soft. I mean, I just call it like it is. Gen Z is very soft, and they say the, they see these things come out, and they're like, "Why? Why are you glorifying this?" It's like the only reason you think that is because. You weren't alive when people were talking about this, when the news was covering this. You didn't know how fucking truly vile this person was. Like, he, no, all this shit happened. He was really that fucked up. Also, at the same time, right now, true crime is hot. Every, like, every, any woman in America loves it, let alone men. Like, most of us like it, too. But, like, literally every it. woman fucking loves it. Like, it's it's hot right now. And finally, people are like, well, you cussed Evan Peters. Oh, of course, to. It's got to be an attractive person. Ryan Murphy works with Evan Peters all the time. They're they're very good friends. And I'm sorry to tell you that most people in Hollywood, if they're going to carry a show like Dahmer, they're going to be a pretty well-known actor. And most of the time, well-known actors right. are pretty good looking. So, like, also, Dahmer wasn't a fucking butt-ugly guy. Like, you need somebody with the chops to do that. And Evan Peters was fucking awesome in it. So, like, I mean, say what you will, but, like, it, it's just... I don't even... I don't need to get into the minutia of, like... Why people are the way they are Nowadays but I mean people are soft Like they just are and it's like You know what this is they're not Glorifying it Ryan Murphy went through all the Right channels they reached out to the families of the Victims the friends everybody they did Their due diligence like they Really did and they It, it was a job and they Educated people a new generation On who Jeffrey Dahmer was But they also if you watch through The entire thing the back half of that show Was a lot of you know, it was a lot of sympathy for the victims and their families and telling the victims stories and making us really realize they didn't make you feel bad for Dahmer. When Dahmer died in that last episode, they they I mean, it was brutal. Like they showed all of that. They didn't want right. you to feel bad for this guy. So I just I just think people are soft about it, man. I, mean, I really don't know what else to say. It's, someone's probably going to comment. like, We're not fucking soft. I, I think you are personally. And that's just my opinion. I
0: I totally agree with everything you said, and the only thing I'll add to it, because you spoke so eloquently in my opinion, is if you don't like it, don't fucking watch it. Uh Brandon, what about you?
2: I agree. Uh yeah, everything Nick said and you said uh, it's that's on the money. Um Yeah, I watched that show, it was a good show. I didn't think they glorified anything. You know, you didn't root for you didn't root for Jeffrey Dahmer one time during that miniseries. So I don't know what these people are talking about, but um, real life is ugly and scary and that shit happened. So I don't know what they expect, what they really expected the show to do.
1: How do we learn from history, Brandon? We, we learn from history by telling history, guys. We don't forget history. You have to remind people of people like this. Remind people that there are people out there like this. Show the fucking warning signs for that. Educate people. Like that's how you don't repeat history. That's how you don't let another Jeffrey Dahmer kill dozens more people over a span of fifteen years. Like, it's it's the harsh reality. Like Brandon said, uh, the world's an evil place, and the people there are evil people in it. And like, sometimes the spotlight needs to be shown on that. Like it.
2: Yeah. yeah. And people are mad about this. I can't wait to see the reaction to the Gacy show because I'm pretty sure that's coming next. That's going to piss a lot of people off. If they're mad about this one, Gacy's going to fuck everybody up. Mm-hmm.
0: The movie Gacy from two thousand two or three. That
2: was it's that was a good movie.
0: Ozzy from Leprechaun.
2: Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I just every time I see that, I just say Francis because the guy who played Gacy is the dude who played Francis in Pee Herman's Big Adventure. Yeah.
1: And I mean, I, lo- I love Ryan Murphy. I-, I love American Horror Story for the most part. I didn't like Roanoke, but like every other season, I've either loved or enjoyed enough. Goddamn. So like. I'm the only yes. idiot that loved Roanoke. Apparently,
2: uh, Ro- Roanoke, <laughs> Roanoke is my favorite season of American Horror Story. See, and I, absolutely, I,
1: people, people tell me that, and I and I I understand. Like I do, it's I about footage, dude. It's about it, was, footage. it was it was it was so good. It, for me, it was just, like, too much of a deviation from what they were doing. But for other people, yeah. they fucking loved that. Because I by know. the time you got to season six, it was like, well, this is very formulaic. And, like, let's change it up. So took totally it. the get...
2: one with the clowns? The one with the clowns. What was that called? Um,
1: uh, Colt. Carnival. That
2: was the last season I watched. I haven't watched since that season.
1: Colt, Colt was – I fucking loved Colt. Evan Peters was great in that. And, like, there's so many people that were, like, turned off by Colt just because of the idea. Because they were like – Oh, no, we're getting into politics. But if you watch it, like, it shits on both sides. Like, it makes right. both sides look dumb. So, like, I, I really enjoyed it. And Evan Peters is, like, this fucking cult leader leading this fucking Waco 2.0. is awesome. Like, yeah. I, I loved it. Like, he's insane yeah. in that season. So, but you're not missing. Brandon, I do think you would like 1984. I've heard that. I've heard
2: people say it was it's I liked, very slashery. Yeah, I it, it is. It was, yeah.
1: it was good, though. Like, mm-hmm. it, like
0: it was good. Mm-hmm.
2: I didn't finish Hotel either. I watched like three quarters of Hotel, I never finished it, and then I watched wow. Roanoke and Dude,
0: best part I, of I hotel, love hotel. Best part of Hotel is that drill
1: dildo guy that, yeah. <laughs> that guy's no. skipping up that dude's the ass. The best the best part of Hotel is how many times you get to see Lady Gaga's ass. And I will she die on that good, fucking. Dude. Oh, she
0: looked yeah. she looked damn good.
1: No matter what people say about Lady Gaga, she has a great body and she was not afraid to show it in that season, and I was like you go, girl. Yeah. Speaking
2: of Ryan Murphy, I know we're off topic. Did you guys watch The Watcher yet?
1: Everybody at my work keeps telling me to watch it. I you need to watch it yesterday. It. I'm, yeah, it's totally so good. It's so good. It started out good for me, but I, 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 I kind of took a break. I wasn't feeling it
0: after about four episodes.
2: Really? Yeah, it, it's, it gets good. Lauren, it's did that. you
1: watch Dahmer?
3: I I didn't. I don't really watch television.
0: Give yeah, us your thoughts know. on that, though, Lorne. What are your take? Yeah, What's no, your take
3: listen. On? It, um... Listen, everything you guys said is absolutely right, but it kind of misses the point. I'm a free speech absolutist. Unless the creation of speech is itself a crime to get rid of the big dumb stuff that people always like to throw into your face. We should have Jeffrey Dahmer, the sitcom, frankly, if people want to watch that. It should exist. The morality behind creating a piece of art should not define whether an art piece of art exists. That's insane. I don't care about the educational value of anything. It doesn't matter. The point where we think words hurt people and should be suppressed is the point where we're saying ideas are dangerous. And when you have someone say an idea is dangerous and it can be suppressed, then you better watch out. Because eventually the people who get to make the determination of what is a dangerous idea will be people you vehemently disagree with. You might agree with them today, but there'll be different people in that power structure tomorrow. Never support censorship. And there is a yes. cultural censorship, not just governmental, right? If you get enough people screaming loud enough they get their way, <clears throat> fuck them. Really. Yeah. That's what it is. There's no choice but to be a free speech absolutist or to court fascism. That's the honest truth. And I won't do it. Now again, If the creation of art is itself a crime, that's a problem, right? Burning people alive to film it is a problem. Exploiting children is a problem. Because the crime, even if you didn't film it, would still be a crime. This isn't tough stuff. This isn't a slippery slope argument. Art, speech, ideas, that should be sacrosanct to any free society. So yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer the musical, let's do it now. (laughs) <laughs> Amen. I feel We're going to piss off some victims' families? I think they've had <laughs> worse days. I yeah. personally think they've had worse days. Absolutely. So let's all just act like adults for once. And I don't even think it's, it, I mean, point well taken. Gen Z is like the exclamation point at the end of the sentence. But I think in general, our society is friggin' soft at this point. The point where we have to have a warning on a cup of coffee to tell you it's hot, we've already lost the battle. Anyway, off the soapbox. Yeah,
0: and there'll never be another Morton Downey Jr. show where he shames porn actresses
1: live on stage. Yeah, (laughs) smoking a cigarette. and, And like, I don't mean to get to anybody watching or listening right now. I'm not trying to say that like if it's not for you or it, you know, the content that content offended you or whatever. I'm not trying to say that you're not entitled to that because that is part of you know this environment where we're all allowed to feel certain ways and believe certain things. If it's not for you, like Christian said, like, like like we've all said, just don't watch it. Like, but the people that feel the need to get on social media and rail against those that mm-hmm. did enjoy something like that. It's like, it's almost like I've had this conversation with my mom when I was a teenager with like the movies I would buy. And I would like a lot of horror movies. She would say like, does it, why, why do you like this stuff? Does that say something about you? I'm like, you are so fucking close minded. Like. No, not at all. It's just this kind of art speaks to me in certain ways. And I think that part of the reason that horror speaks to me is because my greatest fear in life is death and the uncertainty of death. And when I can watch that happen on screen and know that it's not real, like it's almost like a way to deal with it. Kind
2: it's of. cathartic. Like, it's a cathartic experience. Yes.
1: yes. So it's just kind of like the, the moment we get to the point where we're like shitting on each other for like, oh, this worked for you and it didn't work for me. You're fucking dumb and like you're a monster and you probably want to be a serial killer too. Like th- that's that's when you've lost it. You, you've lost the point. You've completely missed the boat and I just, I don't really know what to say to those people anymore. Like it's just, if you didn't like it, if it's not for you, I Christian, if there's a video I see on YouTube, and uh, it shows up in my recommended or suggested or whatever. And, like, the title is something that I don't like. Or, like, it's a topic I'm, like, vehemently against. Guess what? I don't click on it. Like, I just don't click on it. Yeah. I don't click on it to go in the comments about, like, you dumb motherfucker. Like, no. I just don't exhaust my energy into that. I don't do it. Like, right. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I, it's, it, there's a difference between just not digging something but saying, I don't like it. I don't like this. Therefore, none of you should watch. Should have should watch this either. Not make up your own mind. No, no, no. I'm making. I'm taking it upon myself to stop.
1: Every, to do what I can to stop everybody from being able to watch something I don't like. It's that holier than thou, that holier than thou, uh, self-proclaimed big brain attitude of like, no, I am trying to educate you. You don't understand, and it's like, no, you're not. You're just being a dick, and you're not going to change my mind. Like so whatever. Yeah. You know how many times people have tried to do that with me about Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, Christian? <laughs> like, dude, I respect I, I, your I'm opinion, you. but that movie fucking sucks. Like, you're so wrong. And I'm like, damn, dude, it's almost like artist subjective. Wild. We're kind of wasting our time arguing here, aren't we? <laughs> it's crazy. always
0: it's always funny when they say when they say, I respect your opinion, but this movie is a worthless piece of shit. Like, that's <laughs> their way of getting the backhand.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's, yeah. Like well, the that's, other, that's, it's like, come on.
3: So, some there's there's hidden words there, right? So sure. when someone says something like, "This movie's a piece of shit," they're saying what they're really saying is, "Hey, I think this movie is a piece of shit." They just don't say the first three words. Mm-hmm. Um, my problem becomes when people want to shut down other people from speaking. Like, you have the right to say, "This movie shouldn't exist because it's offensive." You have, that's a that's protected speech too. What I have a problem with is the behavior that actually tries to shut it down and realistically have things banned, suppressed, or not made. That is extremely dangerous behavior. So while you have the right to say things like that, when you start to act on them to repress someone else's speech, that is a form of um, maybe not violence, but definitely it is a violation of my basic code, which is I have a right to swing my fists. But it ends at the tip of your nose you can't tell me not to swing my fists but the moment i touch you then you have the right to do something about it so and i just think horror has has always been right a tough one to defend um i hear too many bad arguments about defending horror one thing we always hear is oh well you know when when you hear uh the, the debate about pornography it's like oh well you know, you can show a person die 400 ways, but you can't show the act of creating life. Bullshit. Bullshit. You should be able to show all of it. Stop dividing us. Stop comparing yeah. and dividing us. It should all be allowed. Again, unless a crime is committed in, in the creation of the art, it shouldn't matter. Natural born killers said everything there is to say on this subject in 93. That's the truth.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Like the all of a sudden this natural born killers may be the most important film ever made because it's the film that protects the right of every film to say what it needs to say. And you see, even that sentence had an implied, Hey, my opinion is.
0: Damn it.
3: I love KM. Hmm. She's not my favorite character, but She's I love sick. her too. I love everyone in this movie. I think that's the thing. I think the characters are so fucking great in this movie. You know what everyone is about,
0: right? A, everyone has a,
3: everyone's motivations are crystal clear.
0: There's a symmetry, yeah, that's completely missing in Jason Goes to Hell.
3: Um, I would, and, and there, these characters are well, much better defined than say the victims in Takes Manhattan or New Blood. <clears throat> Where'd you go? Oh, that kid wants to be a writer and dresses up like a mummy when he's drunk for some reason. That's not a character, that's just a couple scenes.
1: Starlicon. I, I, I think that's that's the that's the thing. When you put these two movies next to each other, you know, people start talking when they talk about the new line era of Friday the thirteenth movies, Jason Goes to Hell didn't really know what it wanted to be. And, and that was simply because like the things we talked about, the script issues, the young filmmaker, like there there was a lot there. Um but they just didn't really it didn't all gel. Whereas Jason X feels like a movie that from the beginning, knows what it wants to be. Like, it just knows and, like, you're either on board or you're fucking not. Like, if you're not on board in the first ten minutes, you are not going to be on board with this movie and that's fine. But, like, Jason Goes to Hell is so frustrating because there's so many moments where you're like, oh, that's good. That's fucking good. And then you're like, why can't you build off of that? Like, what do you want to be, damn it? And, like, this movie? No questions. So, you know what it wants to so be. Yeah. Fuck.
3: It is this not just like one of the coolest fight scenes of its era? I mean oh, it looks dude. like fr- it looks like like the the French action films of the time, which is bizarre, but right. it looks like a Luc Besson
1: fight. It really does The thing I love is how corny those guns look. It's like, man, we as a society like we go through these uh, go through these movies that take place in the quote unquote future, and like we laugh now because we're like, this would not be the fucking future. Why did people think? Like, watching Back to the Future, you're like, why did people think this would be the future? But it's true. Like, my mom, someone that grew up in the 70s, told me that's what we thought. Like, we really thought shit was going to look like that and be like that. Like, because we just couldn't fathom that. I'm like, yeah, I guess. But shit, man. Guns aren't going to look like that in 400 yeah. years. You're gonna have a little button, and you're gonna press the button, and it's gonna fucking morph into a gun or some shit. And it's gonna be a goddamn yeah, laser. Yeah, the,
3: the bullets gonna come down from a satellite. You're just gonna target. Yeah, people. yeah. Well, people well, are just gonna they, drop, and the bullets will be microscopic and hit you at exactly the place where they need to kill you. Yeah.
0: You see, Todd was smart enough, or, or the, they were smart enough for this movie at least to make it so far into the future that all of us will be dead.
1: To be oh able yeah. To correct them, but I can't. <laughs> right. I, I wish. I wish I could just come back in like 400 years for a day. And like show this movie to people in the year to, to like 2400 and then it like just to see the differences and have them be like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> I, I I want that so bad. Yeah. Jason's about to get an upgrade, y'all.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm actually excited now for the Uber Jason.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, we're, about, we're about to get one of the best moments in this franchise for me. The two girls that, oh, you know, the, the simulation that, that I fucking love that scene. This movie's so, so good.
3: This might be the moment too. Uh you know this this it may be the most um elabor- uh, elaborated upon installment in the Friday series because you had this, you had a comic book series, you had a novel series. Um there is a lot more Jason X story than there is any other iteration of the
0: character. Hold on, Lord. What's up? Oh.
3: What is okay. that? Uh, this is Nancy Kilpatrick's Jason X, Planet of the Beast.
0: Look at that, Brandon.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
3: I had Nancy on my channel. Uh, we did talk briefly. I mean, we covered her whole career, not just her Jason X novels. But, um, and Pat Cardigan, of course, wrote the, not the adaptation of the original screenplay and its sequel, The Experiment. Nice. I'm only missing, there's a, a novel called G, uh, To the Third Power, and I am missing that Um, down but at this point it goes for about 150 bucks so i'm gonna probably probably remain missing it so which is scary because back in the day i remember not picking it up at borders instead buying something else and oh man
1: whatever cover price would have been nice that's funny you mentioned that because on a stream i was doing on my channel earlier today we were talking about like some remakes and um the, the one I never got when it came out on Blu-ray years ago was Black Christmas 2006, and now it's out of print. And you go on Amazon, that fucker sells for like $300. Like, it's insane. I like keep making a plea because that movie is just cheesy trash. I, but I, I love I, that fucking I, weird ass movie. I love it too. I, I yeah. absolutely love that movie. It's a must watch every December for me. That thing is oozing in Christmas atmosphere and aesthetic. I, I just, I love it. And I just keep once a month on my channel just saying, if anybody has an extra copy of this Blu ray, fucking send it to me because I'm not spending $300 on a goddamn Blu ray. Like,
3: um, I think that didn't Metropolitan in, in France put it out? I think it's still in print. Let me see.
1: Because if so, I will fucking buy it. We got to get Nick a region-free player. You know how many things I have, too, that I haven't been able to watch yet? <laughs> well, probably a number of them. It's a great a, investment, man. I got a bunch of Halloween editions, you know, like German, Korean, shit like that, that I haven't been able to pop in because I'm not region-free. Yeah. I, uh, I don't I know if I'll, anyone is at this point. I'll never forget the
0: day I wanted to go region-free <laughs> was I wanted to get ghost Ghost Town, a little Empire movie I really like.
2: Uh, that movie Street is so good.
0: Yeah, all that Charlie Band stuff. A lot of it was good. And I, I wanted it, and it was out of print, and it was going for like 70 bucks. It was as cheap as I could find it. And I was like, well, the money I'll save by getting a region-free player and then subtracting the costs of what I would have spent for this or that, it's going to save me so much money down the road so then i got ghost town from 88 films with a charles ban interview exclusive to 88 films for 7 f- 15 bucks 17 bucks after shipping
3: uh, so check out the private chat i got you a link it's 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 not it it's um it's a different company than i thought but it's much more affordable
2: it's not a bad price at all man
1: let me open another tab and take nice. a look at this here, bad boy. Yeah.
2: That's awesome.
1: I, uh, I think
0: that when Black Christmas 2019
1: came out... It oh, made, fuck yeah. I could totally it. buy that. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm going to buy that I'm tonight.
3: Gonna, I'm going to send you a link to a $100 region-free player, too.
2: Look at that.
1: That's a good... Well, question. see, uh, here, here here's the thing, Lauren. It's funny you mention that because... Uh, I've been thinking about buying one, but I needed ideas for Christmas this year. My mom wouldn't leave me alone about ideas. So I'm just going to be like, here, I want a region free player. And like, because I don't know, I'm, I'm almost 28. Like, what do you fucking ask for for Christmas, dude? Like, like what do I, I you.
3: Yeah. Specifically,
1: I specifically
3: recommend the Sony 3700, though, um, because it, it has all the features available and it has all the audio mm-hmm. available that you want. So. Okay.
1: How the hell G? Yeah, dude? How do people say this looks bad?
0: I think it's amazing. I think it's just fantastic. Look well, at those I love fucking the, eyes, oh, okay. the Freddy's no, Revenge eyes. You know what? I just
3: sent you the, the DVD, not the Blu-ray player. Let me get you the.
0: Oh yeah, I don't want to do that. Come on, Jason.
3: It's so huh? I
0: always hope he just kind of wins sometimes. When I'm... <laughs> Maybe. No, that is right,
2: dude. I just I need to watch Ghost Town now. I need to buy that on Blu-ray,
0: dude. Ghost sounds awesome.
2: Um, I um, isn't it crazy, Christian, that the fucking bad guy is is Charles from Puppet Master? Yeah, that blows my mind,
0: dude. Um,
2: that blows my mind.
0: Yeah, Ghost sounds great. One of my one of my favorite Empire films is uh, The Dungeon Master, because Wasp performs in the movie. (laughs) Like I was watching Dungeon Master for the first time, and out of nowhere, they go to you're at a Wasp concert. It's just the grandest
3: shit ever. Uh, it's like man. in uh, the movie Hideaway when the, the, the character goes to go see Godflesh in the middle of the yes. movie. So, they, <laughs> they just sh- so they show the whole song.
2: Dude, that movie needs a fucking Vinegar Syndrome 4K release. I fucking love Hideaway.
3: Vinegar. It's a strange ass film, right?
2: Great soundtrack, man. Great soundtrack. KMFDM, Godflesh, Fear Factory, fantastic.
3: Yeah, it's the heavier side of industrial metal, and that's oh, yeah. kind of Kind of great. I love Godflesh with a passion. First time I heard Street Cleaner was on WPRB Princeton Radio, Street cleaner. and I was like, "This is how this is how the DJ introduced it." And everyone on the on college radio speaks like this. Like, and next up we have Godflesh with their song Street Cleaner. This is kind of what Black Sabbath would be today if Black Sabbath were an industrial band, and they were right.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely a strange point in time. There was like fifteen. 15- Concurrent bands with God at the beginning of the name.
3: God lives underwater. Uh,
2: God flesh, God head, God smack, God machine. Yep,
3: Yeah
0: Brandon, for some reason, there's
3: a joke in there's a joke in Brian Hodges' novel Prototype about exactly that. Yeah. That's how you know Brian's one of us.
0: <laughs> I can't stand God smack. I really can.
2: I um, I think they were so they were just so overplayed, God smack. Uh,
3: well, we're about to lose Janessa, which... Can't we just kill Ronan instead? Yeah, I, she, she deserves
1: it. so much better.
3: This character is...
0: Uh, it's just it's amazing. This sucks on so many
3: levels, yeah. Slime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Again, it's the movie telling you it knows what it's
1: doing.
0: Mm-hmm. But for,
1: yeah, I for mean, yeah, like there's a... That a different there's way. They think it's there's literally a hole in the fucking spaceship. Like, they would all be dying right now. They would not be able to breathe. Like, yeah, like this movie knows what the fuck it is. Like I, yeah.
3: Well, I mean, to be fair, alien and aliens does the same shit. Yeah. No one, yeah. no one calls it out.
1: I'm just really upset that Jason X, the 10th movie in a, a slasher <laughs> franchise is not accurate to, you know, just like the laws of physics and, but, you know, but
3: like so <laughs> Weaver can hold onto a fucking ladder with her elbow and we're fine with <laughs> mm-hmm. that. Uh, but, but we don't want to go there because we know what will happen with me and that fucking movie.
0: There she goes.
2: Oh!
1: And a part of me dies every time. Oh, I just wish we could have seen her go through the great, you know, not just the aftermath. Give me that shitty CGI, you know, similar to like uh, the CGI for Burt in Texas Chainsaw 3D when he gets all you know in the crusher thingy, yeah, give me CGI like that. It's kind of
0: laughable it. when you look at like something in 2013 like that, that makes it. I mean, it works for the film in a sense because it is. A, it's a first of all, it's a 3D in the title, so check your expectations at the door. But like the fact that like dude, you're at the you're at the that that was Jeepers Creepers. Reborn, uh, though, yeah, with shitty yeah.
2: CGI. <laughs> Dude, I love 3D, but when we saw that cheesy After Effects title screen with the logo coming towards the camera and it was like pixelated, I knew then I'm like, okay, this is not gonna have good CG. Dude, no. I had
0: a
1: blast at the theater with that. At the oh movie. yeah,
2: oh yeah. So
1: so this did blast. I. So did I. It was it was fun. I and we saw it opening night. It fucking packed house too. Yeah. like it was it was rocking like, hot Smoking <laughs> hot women. Oh yeah, Alexandra Daddario needs no endorsement from us. I like None. the other
0: broad, too. I always forget her name though.
1: The she blonde
0: played... chick, dude. No, no, no. She was. She's. She's almost kind of got like a Latina vibe to her. I don't know who. What her name is. She, she was also on Malcolm in the Middle. She's the one that they kind of recreate the booty shot of. Uh, uh, yeah, know, the bl- the That's 20- the blonde. The blonde chick. Yeah. She has have blonde hair. But yeah. Yeah. She played Jodi Arias in a they did a movie where she played Jody Arias and she was phenomenal in that listen so everyone
3: just needs to get 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 past the uh, temporal problems of Texas Chainsaw 3D and realize it's probably as fun as those that franchise gets in sequels.
0: I I agree. I have a blast with it.
1: I mean maybe price right. Yeah, I, I wasn't. I wasn't as high on the new one as like Christian was, and, and I believe Brandon was a big fan of the newest one too, the Netflix one. No, you weren't. Oh yeah, you weren't. Yeah, Christian. I'll take was real, 3D
2: any day over 2022.
1: Yeah, Christian's oh, real high on it. Yeah, I was just kind of yeah, like that. Eh. That new thing is a piece of shit.
3: I'll go that far.
1: <laughs>
3: I have so it's many fun. problems with that movie, and none of them have to do with its politics. So everyone needs to calm the <laughs> fuck down about that. I have problems with chainsaws that are walled up for twenty years and start immediately. It's Hell like yeah, bro. how can people make up <laughs> a Texas chainsaw that apparently have never used a chainsaw? Or have they f- started
1: after a single season in the garage? Lauren, I will say the sequence of her under the house though is is pretty fucking good. I do like that with the chainsaw through the floor. Yeah, but is
3: isn't that the, the the um but isn't that the um just the the um Casket sequence from from three D. No, yeah, longer?
1: God, I'm just yeah, yeah, I'm I'm just trying to give it like a compliment because I walked away from it underwhelmed too, and Christian was bummed. He was like, "Man, I I thought you'd really like it," and I was like, "I didn't not yeah, like just, it. I just they're just
3: they're just hungry for any any of these long running franchises to to pull off something at this point."
1: Yeah, yeah. Christian, what the fuck, man? Yeah, Christian.
0: I like it. I love the fact that uh, I love the fact that they did the Laurie Strode thing in Leatherface.
3: Oh god! Literally, the actress is dead. It's pointless.
1: Yeah, I,
0: and... I do love the fact that she shows up and she's all ready to go, and she just gets trashed. Uh, yeah, to after me she just... gets
1: after she gets fucking gutted, she's still alive. And yeah, I'm just like you... My my
0: thing that I noticed, and me and Nick had several discussions about this.
1: Oh, yeah, here we go.
0: I can't understand why people hate Texas Chainsaw 2022, but or I, I don't understand how they can like Texas Chainsaw 2022 but hate Halloween Kills when they're essentially the same thing to me. They're ridiculous, yeah. nonsensical, over-the-top movies.
1: They have next-to-no plot.
0: They and the were... reason the reason that they dislike... Halloween kills are the exact reasons they like Texas Chainsaw Twenty
1: Twenty Two. It makes no sense to me. And I don't like any that of
3: those movies, so I'm good.
1: I just I I, I find it interesting. It's, a, it's an expectation, man. It's an expectation because a lot of Halloween purists they 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 have this idea in their head of what Halloween should be, and it should be nineteen seventy eight, and it'll never fucking be that again. So when kills went way off the fucking rails and was stupid and bombastic and loud and like people are like, what the fuck is this? This isn't Halloween. But then they turn around and they go, But I but I'm cool with it from Texas Chainsaw because I don't take that franchise seriously. I really do think that's what it is. I mean look at look at the series as a whole guys. Like there's probably two movies in that entire series that most casual moviegoers would say are truly good movies, the original and the remake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like and I'm I i do not agree with that. I think there are more than just those two that are good, but most people would say that. You know, it, it's, the hate that part two gets from casual audiences astounds me. I don't understand it. Um, People are idiots. Yeah. <laughs> but, well,
3: I mean, the second film is Toby Hooper's big, grand, uh, you know, statement that he didn't want to make another Texas Chainsaw on that movie. And yeah. That's what's beautiful about it. Um it's also a social commentary on Reagan's America, which also is beautiful, and completely misplaced. You know, it's only Toby Hooper can can do, can do that, right? Right. Just take an idea that completely doesn't belong in a film, and just make it work because he has that stamp. But,
1: but yeah, I mean, I, I agree, and it's like you look at Halloween, and like a lot of casual moviegoers would say, the first one's good, the second one's good, fourth one's good, and H two O is good. I, I'm not saying I agree with all that, but it, these kills are awesome, by the way. But um, yeah, the shit out of there, bro. like if you ask a casual Halloween fan, they would say, oh, yeah, I love the first two. I love H2O. I love Halloween four and I love Halloween 2018. And it's like, OK, like there's a common thread there. Those a lot. Those movies are all very similar. It's when it like deviates from that, that, you know, the casual audience is like, what the fuck is this? Um, it kind, of kind of tells you we shouldn't have that many of that thing. <laughs> No, I agree. I agree. I mean, I was happy when they announced 2018, but just because I wanted Michael Myers again, but I was like, I've seen this before, though. Like, I've, I've seen this. So, so I guess that's why it's my least favorite of the new trilogy, because it's it's, it's the safest. Again, right. it just, it is the safest. Um, I don't mind when a movie gets weird, just so long as you know what you are and you just fucking run with it. Like, just just go with it, man. Yeah.
0: I don't like when a movie has an identity and it's going somewhere, but they get—it's like they get nervous to just just go all the way. Oh, I can't stand that. I see it too yeah. often.
1: Yeah, I mean, so yeah, I, but Christian and I—we've debated that topic on here before uh, about kills and Texas Chainsaw, and I mean, I don't know. I,
0: when Pizza was on the show, I straight up asked him, not directly, but I was like you, you liked 28, you like texture chains at 2022 because, and I'm just using him as, as an example. We all love Piz obviously, but I was like, you like 20 text change of 2022 because it's quote unquote, the ninth slasher entry in the series, but you don't like Halloween kills. And that's the 13th or the 12th. So it's just interesting. And I, I've seen that a lot. I just find it. I, I, Brandon, you you don't you like kills, but you don't like Texas Chainsaw twenty twenty two and
2: dude, I fucking love kills, but I almost I almost see despise Texas Chainsaw twenty twenty two yeah mine.
0: did you but and if it just doesn't work for you, I, it's not that I want to change your mind. It's just I find it the parallels interesting. How it's like you like this movie, and I'll hear people say it for the the reasons they like it. It's the exact same reasons that they don't like the other one, and I'm just like, okay, I can't, I can't wrap my hat around it. I have trouble with that.
2: What's weird is, I think, for me at least, Kills felt in spirit for some reason, like Halloween 4 and 6, which are two of my favorite Halloween movies. It's one of the reasons I loved Kills. Texas Chainsaw 2022 didn't feel like a Texas Chainsaw movie to me in any way. Fuck no, didn't and even
1: look like Texas.
2: And I thought Texas that's Chainsaw 3D Texas Chainsaw 3D was a much better legacy sequel to the original than 2022 was in every way. Well, that's Um, because they
0: had a good leather face, too. But
2: also, I mean, if we're being honest, 86 is the only true Chainsaw sequel to me anyway, no matter what. So we already had our perfect fucking sequel back in 86 as far as I'm concerned, but I don't know. You
0: know why Texas Chainsaw 2 is so good? (laughs) When he goes... I'm the Lord
2: of the Harvest. What? Who's that? <laughs> Dude, it's so good. That, that movie is fantastic.
1: Who's
2: that? Some kind of health food bunch. Yeah. Yeah, do I don't mean? know.
1: I I hear what you're saying about kills, though, because for the first time since probably Halloween four and Halloween six, Haddonfield felt like a character. You know, yes. now you you might say that Haddonfield was fucking over the top and uh, and obnoxious, and yeah. A, a, I, I can hear you on that, but it felt like a character. It felt like we were exploring the town a little bit, you know, and, um, that shit, that shit's cool to me. I mean, I think, I think Inns did that really well as well. Whether you liked Inns or not, it, it hadn't felt like a town that was affected by the shit that had happened. And that's, that shit's cool. I mean, guys, you already know the movie just ended. We, we always talk about other shit when we do these commentaries because we know if we literally only comment on the movie, if you're not watching along with us, you're not going to stay interested. So yeah, God bless Jason. Talk Jesus. about a
2: fucking perfect ending to this movie, though, man! Like him crashing at a new lake with a new couple. Like you know, let's go see where it landed. That's such a fantastic ending. I wish they would have made a sequel.
0: Yeah.
3: So
2: well, they did.
0: It's right here. It's a novel. <laughs> so um, got to read it. What? I, what? I, what?
3: I, the only thing I, I've always said with this is what I think would have been even cooler is if Jason crashes into the lake we pan over to a camp and they're singing Tom Dooley around a campfire with a guitar going, and we basically just go to the first film. How, how wonderful of a cycle because because this ended up being the last of the original uh, narrative, right? Mm -hmm, So if it brought it completely full circle to that first scene, man, that would have been just perfect, but I don't think they had the foresight to think that this was going to be the last of the original. So, But anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry. That's rude. (laughs)
2: You're good. No, you're good.
0: That was Jason X, man. Um, God damn it. What a fun movie.
3: Does this movie just fly for everyone? Oh, yeah. It 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 feels like at most a 40-minute movie to me every time I watch it. Yeah.
0: I kind of wish that they had gotten this movie out immediately in the hopes that there would have been a U.S. Laserdisc. Uh, that's one of my biggest things in life. If I could go back and change anything, I would have made that my life. Or at least come out in 2000. That way
1: Japan could have at least got theirs. Because uh, that would have been great to have a Jason X LaserDisc. Jason X, if I'm not mistaken, was one of the first like tentpole horror movies in one of these big franchises that really got fucked by the internet with like yeah. uh, ripping it illegally. And it really hurt the prospects of the movie. And, and that sucks. Because, I mean... It, it probably lost money. It made a little bit more than its budget, but after it's sitting on the shelf and, and all the shit that it went through, obviously with marketing and everything, yeah, they probably lost a little bit of money with it, but it wasn't much at the end of the day, but it could have turned a profit, but I still don't think they would have made a like true sequel to it because regardless of if it turned a profit or not, it did not get well regarded by fans or critics. And, yeah. uh, funny now to see people turn though, like, you know, to be like, yeah, this is, it's pretty good. It's like, yeah, it's almost like when you like remove that emotion of being offended the first time you watched it because it was so different and you let it marinate and you watch it over time. And I think sequels help heal that too. I think as you get further movies after that one, and you start to see things that work and don't work. You like, oh. <laughs> you start to say,
0: this wasn't as bad. Yeah, we this... had it pretty good.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I I think Halloween six is another movie like that. I think that Dr- dream master is the perfect example of that. In my opinion, it's like dream warriors was great. A lot of people were let down by dream master, even though it was successful, like, and even fans, you know, like, They're still split on that. People really like that movie or they really don't. And now, as time has gone on, after, you know, Dream Child and Freddy's Dead and the remake and stuff, people are like, Dream Master's pretty good. And and it is pretty fucking good. So, yeah, I I don't know.
0: What was interesting was when I was reading the book, Mike DeLuca, when he got canned, (laughs) nobody... I mean, if, it's like it almost seems like they, this movie almost wouldn't have gotten released at all if if, if Sean hadn't like almost been like, hey, we got to put this movie out. You know, they well, what do they call it? Uh, they pick uh, a pickup, a negative pickup negative or whatever, pickup. which is explain that more.
3: So a negative pickup means that it's independently financed from a production standpoint with a back end distribution deal. So the distributor sometimes has some money involved in the production, but usually very minor amounts of money. And, but they, the idea is that they take less of the, the studio, the studio takes less of the profit, but, but has very, very little online. So for new line to have made money on this film, they basically just needed to open. Right. The money was all in the hands of the producers. Um, now, when this film came out, we're still talking about thirty-five millimeter prints, right? So there still was a fair, uh, a hefty nut to crack, which this easily did. Um, but today, with digital being the place, now you you the reason that during the pandemic all those independent films got were able to get out to theaters once they started opening up and do real business right. was because the costs were nothing. All those were negative pickups from from very small distributors, so. Uh-huh. You know, and I hope that's the future, honestly, because I'm more impressed with what the indies and what uh, foreign you know, producers are putting out now than the, the big domestic stuff. I loathed smile. I mean as a horror film. As an unintentional comedy I kinda loved it. But it's a bad I film.
0: still gotta fit I gotta finish
1: it. No I gotta you know, finish it.
3: it doesn't get better. It, it, uh,
1: it, I, I, I the scene biggest... with
3: the the scene with the cat in the box is one of the I comedy highlights I, 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 of I, I, my life.
0: I gotta. I okay. Gotta, I, I, I but gotta as finish. a horror film,
1: it doesn't fucking work. Christian, how far did you get into it?
0: Um, the last thing I remember, and I, we keep watching it late at night, but, uh, the did last thing the, I remember.
1: Did you see the laptop scare scene yet? Uh, yes. That was actually it got, pretty effective. It, that's where, that's exactly where I left off. Okay. Um,
0: okay. But yeah, I gotta finish it. Um, uh, Go ahead, Lord. But Let's it go. does
3: it, right there. What we're talking about in that scene is what the laziest thing of, of like, well, this character we already have like way too much character exposition. What do we do? Have him do a Google search? It's so lazy, yeah. It's so awful. No, it's such I bad writing.
1: I walked away from the movie pretty ambivalent. Like I, Dude, I, though, I, I was just like, eh, whatever, you know. Like, look at the look at the profit that this son of a bitch made. The I don't know how it made like, over two hundred million dollars.
0: I don't well, get it. Well, well, Paramount's my. good at produ- Paramount's pretty goddamn good at promoting stuff. They, I mean, remember what they did with the Paranormal Activity man? That really a genius. Like, demand it, demand it. You need to see this film. And doing the stupid ballpark, Titantron shit of that broad smiling. It's stupid, but it was everywhere on the internet
1: it's i keep i keep getting into it not really getting into it but like having disagreements with people where i say if friday the 13th gets a theatrical release i guarantee like a new movie i guarantee you it comes close to making 200 million dollars worldwide as long as it's not a complete turd if it's even middly reviewed yeah yeah, worldwide and people are be like no way no i'm like yes like right now that's where we are like Halloween 2018 made 255 smiles over 200 million if it's even middly reviewed like yes it will make 200 million worldwide I promise you like absence makes the heart grow fonder like after Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 you would have never looked at Halloween and been like I bet they can uh, make uh, you know a quarter of a billion dollars mm-hmm. with the next one fucking nobody right. would have said that like right y- yes it can absolutely ha- same thing with Nightmare you're j- you're literally sitting on a gold mine right like you're sitting on a gold mine. I I don't I I don't know what to tell you. I feel like they're going to miss the boat with Nightmare. I feel like as this new slasher craze dies off again, then a new Nightmare movie will come out and it'll be like, yeah, yeah, but we were we were into that like three years ago. And it's just I'm worried about that because right now horror is hot. I mean, well, so
3: the Friday remake made ninety five million dollars worldwide.
1: Yeah. in oh, nine.
3: Yeah, so I, I I don't think I don't think you're off at all. I think that would be the, actually pretty conservative. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind the worldwide numbers are a little funky because then the, the it's a sliding scale country by country right. of what your
1: take is. It's it's not isn't the general rule of thumb like foreign territories. It's on average about twenty five percent that the studio actually gets back. So I mean
3: that's that's close to being accurate as long as you open in all the markets that. Are normal that are normally considered part of the, uh, a worldwide rollout. So it's it's tough though. I mean, you start losing countries. I mean, it doesn't really matter if you lose Chile and Bulgaria, but if you if you don't get a wide release in France or England
1: or or, or China. Russia, oh, China, Well,
3: well, China's not usually used in that index because you basically don't make anything for from
1: licensing to China. Yeah, true. Which is so true.
3: crazy. But
1: I mean, you really it's. Ridiculous. A, a perfect example of that is that new DC movie, Black Adam, came out. And like people were like, it's doing okay, but it would have done so much better if it would have gotten a China release date and it didn't get one. Um, so it's going to probably end its run somewhere around 400 million or so worldwide on a $200 million budget. So it's probably going to lose a little bit of money. But yeah, if it would open in there. China, it would have made You're probably there. 100 million there. Dude, Nick, I gotta
0: say, how are people not burnt out with these goddamn superheroes? I don't, I
1: don't know, man. I really don't know. The only one I've had excitement for over the past five years was Spider-Man: No Way Home, and that was simply for Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Like that. Yeah, look what they had to do to get the yeah. the
0: world excited. Tonight. Yeah, because, I, I, was, I watched it.
2: It's because mm-hmm.
3: there's no action movies. Yeah, it's, if there's an way, action you, film, it's action film, it's Liam Neeson at seventy, whatever.
1: You know he's older than you, Joe you, Biden, you, you, making fucking action you, movies. It's stupid. hey, you just wait, Lorne. Mission Impossible next year. I'm after I, after Top Gun Maverick. This is going to be the first Mission no, Impossible I, movie that does a I, billion. I'm going to say. I, it. I,
3: I think the Mission Impossible series has been the only thing that's been consistent in action over the last two decades.
1: Fallout I mean, was my favorite one. I, I feel like these I, I, movies. I think, just, I think
3: uh, Ghost Protocol is probably my favorite, but I fucking love Ghost Protocol. Those movies are pretty oh, consistently good. good. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't like the second film very much, but no, nobody does. <laughs> um, I, I love the Palma's original film, though. And no one, see, no one talks about the original film, but whatever. That's a whole different discussion. But so, Christian, you saw the with us?
1: Yeah, I was just is. gonna say that. that real that, action that, movie. Dude, that shit was the real deal.
3: It is, and it was, that's what we could be to, getting. I have I videos a, on my a, phone a, of us watching that.
1: And one of the best parts about us watching the cod was Jess Graham's drunken reactions to the things that were happening. Like something badass would happen. He'd be like, Oh, here we go. Oh (laughs) shit. Oh fuck. Yeah. Like, no, that movie was like, it's like two plus hours, but Mm -hmm. like, we're sitting there, there's a lot going on in it. And you're just kind of like, I mean, at multiple points, we're all like, that's fucking awesome. Like, this is fucking gnarly. Like, this is really, really cool. Like, and Lauren, you made a good point when we were watching it. You were like they don't make action movies like this in the states anymore. They just no. they don't. Like it it, it doesn't happen. And
3: yeah. it has a higher body count than total recall. Think about that for a second. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy.
1: Dude, it's got a higher body count than Armageddon. <laughs> you really think about it. You need to yeah. watch you need to watch it, Brandon. If you're if you're an action movie fan, Brandon, that it is oh, pure adrenaline. It is.
2: Hell oh, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And she's the the lead is very attractive, so she's, yeah, she's good. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Um, but Lauren, I, I showed you this earlier. I'm excited. Me and Sydney are going to watch us The new Ghost oh, Watch. I'm
3: so I'm so jealous. I need it.
0: But well, it's coming. It's it's coming out December eleventh. Eleventh, eleventh. Yeah. So that's one of the, you know, one of the perks to finally being able to get some review copies. Uh, the MVD when. I told him I was like, guys, I'd love to promote Ghost Watch. I know it's a special edition. He's like, you got to do. I've been dreaming about guys. that
3: movie for so freaking long.
0: So, I'll tell you, and and Nick, I, I gotta. I hope you can see this. I think it, it was on Shudder, but like this is kind of like like a faux uh, documentary horror paranormal thing. Um, and it was so. This is gonna sound weird, but Ghost Watch was so good. I stopped it after 20 minutes. Literally hit stop on Shutter. left the room. I was like, okay, I'm, I like this so much, I've got to buy it. I couldn't find it. And then I checked, like, literally two days later, Ghostwatch was pulled off of Shutter, And I was like, I was sh- just so terrified. I was like, no, watch. And so when this got this Blu-ray announcement, I, I was like, I, I'm, so I'm going to finish it. But it's literally fucking creepy. <laughs> it is so good. So just done- a little bit of saw.
3: If, if anyone out there doesn't know what Ghost Watch is, it was, um, it was a special that was – it was a film, but it was made by us, utilizing all the sets and the anchors of a local – of a national news yeah, – evening news program in which they claimed they were on Halloween night going to investigate a haunted house. And there was warnings put up that said, say it was fake, but apparently most of Britain missed that because they, they – this movie freaked out an entire country
0: um I Christian when did that really, come out Ghostwatch is what Born 90,
1: 90,
0: 90 92 I think 92
1: 92 I as you're describing it I'm like I literally think I've seen that and I'm try I'm trying to remember I so think I,
3: there's a, there's a horrible pseudo uh remake actually just plagiarism called the WNUF Halloween special but that thing is like it completely doesn't work compared to the.
1: Wait, 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 Tristan, show that cover again. I think I've seen that. I think my I. I think I saw that with my buddy Tommy and Chris years, years ago when we were kids. Uh, fuck, I I think I've seen that. Oh, if Mr. It is Pipes! If what I'm thinking of, I, I loved it. It scared the Mr. shit out of me. Yeah, Mr.
3: Pipes is one of the scariest things in fucking film history, and it's it's so. It's so simple. I that's, have to look. I'm gonna have scary. to look
1: at. I'm gonna have to look it up now when we get off here because, like, I, I I'm, I'm getting mad because I'm like, I fucking think I've seen this. Like, I have just,
3: to just just order it. I'm, I need to, put, to drop the diamond. It's, it. it's, it's, it's it's so worth it.
0: Yeah, it's coming out uh, mm-hmm. December 11th. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna be reviewing this on my channel soon, guys. So be ready for that because December gorgeous.
1: December hey, look, 11th, guys. Never forget.
0: it. There's a lot of shit in there. I think it's December 11th anyway. It's coming out early December, but I'm excited about that. Uh, Lawrence, dude, uh, thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Now, you're an author. Uh, my wife read Blue Eel. We gotta, we're getting ready to... I know you got some books coming out. you got a new publishing deal. What, when can people start expecting everything with that coming up?
3: I still don't have a release date on the new one, Divide by Zero, but it is going to be... and it, The release date will be announced soon, and it's going to be pretty soon after that announcement that the book will be available for pre-order on Amazon and Barnes and all the normal sites. Um, Here's the thing. It's hypothetically possible. You could walk into your Barnes and Noble and find it, but it's going to be unlikely because all those chains uh, are pretty conservative about what they stock. Right. This is not self-published. This is not POD. This is a real publisher. So they absolutely could get into your local store. So, up to you where you want to buy it it's available everywhere at least hypothetically um, very soon and uh, you might want to tell Sydney that uh, it, it, it kind of may, may be related to Blue Meal in certain ways so
0: oh, she's ready um, I, I I do wish you could do audiobooks even if I did them for you I love audiobooks and is that any is that something you can independently do yourself for some of your old works I, or is that you, you can't leave old,
3: older works? Yes. Um, I couldn't do, I don't have that. Those, I don't own those rights right now from divide because that's all tied up with the publisher. But, um, and they, and they've discussed the possibility of an audiobook of divide, but the older books, I, yeah, hypothetically I could do it. Yeah.
0: That'd be but cool. But, no, one wants, yeah. no one wants
3: to listen to my voice for that long. That's for sure. So,
0: well, that's awesome, man. Congratulations on the publishing deal and I obviously I'm gonna get the book and we're gonna support you. It's gonna be a huge success. So that's really awesome. Really appreciate um, that. Absolutely. And Brandon, man. How are you?
2: <laughs> are you, Good, t- man. you look
0: Good. you look a little worn out, brother.
2: I feel that's like I got day. hit with a brick wall of sleepiness all of a sudden, man. I don't know uh, what yeah. it is. Yeah, well you, yeah, you fucking- had to
0: carry you had to carry my show last night
2: that's what it was man exactly yeah the whole show
0: hopefully the cell phones work me and nick uh, me and nick I, nick i gotta give it to you man you're a trooper nick is uh, i honestly thought nick streamed earlier today on his channel and I, I popped on the show to listen and before i clicked the button to pull it up i said to myself please let his audio be good because that'd be one less thing we have to worry about to do with our episode tonight and sure enough, Nick sounded like uh, the drive-thru teller at that old shitty McDonald's drive-thru <laughs> with a mic that's busted. <laughs> and But Nick is a trooper. One thing I love about Nick is he never cancels. He's always ready to go. He says, Christian, I'm just going to go get some earbuds. We're going to have good audio. We're going to do the show tonight. So God bless you, Nick. I appreciate you. You're a trooper, mm. and you've been going
1: strong on the podcast for over a year now. Yeah, yeah, no, hey, yeah, I mean – you're lucky I had the money to go buy these headphones willy nilly in this economy, Christian. God damn. You know, I'm, t- <laughs> I'm telling you. But yeah, no, dude, it, it's, it's not a problem. I mean, like I said, I've come to the conclusion that I need a new computer. That's, that's what it is. I've bought new cables. I've, I've, I've tried other mics. It's, it's not the mic. It's, it's, it's the computer. So it is what it is. Um, you know, I guess, uh, my, my bonus that I'm about to get from work will buy me a new computer. So, yeah. you know, whatever.
0: See, Lauren and Brandon don't deal with this shit. They just, their stuff just works, and they don't have to, I don't know. Lauren, do you use an Ethernet hookup, or are you use some Wi-Fi? No, I'm on Ether. There you go. Brandon, same as you? Yep. Yeah. Bastards. Yeah, well, guess what? I bought a 100-foot Ethernet cable, ran it, to <laughs> my, ran it to my horror room here, which is the farthest away from the living room, and the internet will be—it's fantastic, but literally will just cut out for like 15, 20 seconds. Did you ever deal with that, or no? Once you plug up ether, you're good to go, twenty-four-seven, whatever you're streaming. Never any issues. I just don't get it.
3: I—I'm I, blaming Louisiana. I—I I am too.
2: Yeah, I, I feel like too. your your provider screwed something up for sure.
0: I don't know, man. But here's the thing: never have any. It's only when I'm doing streaming. Well, T- Not what t- I'm doing city watches Netflix all fucking day long or streams t- whatever you it's should do it
2: you should do a fair. test on o b s and see if it still happens on o b s
3: to be fair would know it's currently running that hundred foot court across the street and stealing the internet from the church yeah
0: there is a church across. <laughs> yeah. it's a Methodist church so I think they got money they probably have good internet that was uh, a, that but-
3: was a Mole Man of Belmont Avenue reference for those of you who want to check out a really obscure, wonderful film.
0: But this was fun, guys. Thanks for Jason X. Me and Nick are back in action. This is episode 73. Wow, Jason X. So that was (laughs) awesome. We thank you all for listening. We got into some deep topics tonight. We got into censorship. We got into... A lot of good stuff tonight.
1: Uh, and before speaking. anybody, and before anybody says some dumb shit in the comments, by, by the way, Brandon, great job with the new house. I, I'm I'm really loving <laughs> the new kids. Um, uh, before anybody says some dumb shit in the comments, understand that you are hearing these opinions from people on this panel that are from different sides of political spectrums, and we all can agree on something. It's fucking wild. So, yeah. Uh, end of the day, something's not for you. Just don't watch it. But don't be a dick.
0: Yeah, there's a certain point when there are topics that we discuss that it's it's like beyond. It's beyond, you know, fiscal or
1: socio socioeconomic things where it's just like this shit's got to stop. But yeah, you know, that's like, that's that's why I put a that's why I tried to you know say that because like immediately people's thoughts are gonna go oh don't get political and it's like this shouldn't be fucking it's, political though like it it doesn't it's not at its core like it's just but you know we'll get a comment you know we will so whoever just commented that thank you so much we love you
0: yeah all right well listen guys uh, thank y'all for coming on the show tonight we appreciate it thanks everybody for listening. To this episode. We appreciate it. This has been another episode of the You Need a Horror Podcast. Have a great night. This has been a production of the You Need a Horror Podcast. You need it, we got it. Thank you for listening.